The following is a Dallin Catholic Sports presentation on Iowa Catholic Radio. Our coverage of Dallin Catholic Sports is underwritten by Ashworth Vision Clinic, Instruction Professionals, Dental Associates, Mercy One, the Catholic Tuition Organization, Skeffing Kids Former Wear, and Bows in the Florist. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. And good evening and welcome to Williams Stadium on Des Moines East Side for week 11, second round of the high school football playoffs here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Dowling Catholic hosting the Waukee Northwest Wolves. Mark Amadil, John Cheidel, Matt Mandering here on a very wet, damp, and cold night. 40 degrees, feels like it's at 34 degrees. Chance of snow tomorrow morning, but tonight we got high school football and as long as the thunder or the lightning and thunder stay away, we're going to play in the rain. And how appropriate for the final regular seat, or regular uh, final game outside during the playoffs, Matt, before everything goes into the Dome. We have wet and cold conditions tonight and a very small crowd here. <laughs> a very small crowd. Yeah, I don't anticipate too many more. There'll be a few more listening to us tonight, I imagine. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where as long as there isn't lightning, you play football and, and uh, you play the game. And... Uh, you know, it's always interesting how it impacts different teams, and this is where it's one. If you were a strictly passing team, which we don't have here tonight, you know, it really puts you at a disadvantage. So, in some of the games across the state, especially on the on the east side here, it's gonna it's gonna play a role, and uh, to, you know, ball security, everything else that goes with uh, a wet night. Sure, this is probably the the probably the worst conditions we've seen this year. We had cold weather one week, and guy who knows all about that's john chido our sideline reporter he's up here in the booth to start with and your, your brother was very nice and uh so thankful for that you know your brother frank who's on the chain gang he says you know what mark would you give this to my brother so he stays dry and i'll stay wet during the, the game uh, frank chido on the dowling chain game on the opposite side but he left you an umbrella so you can go down and interview coach wilson and of course the kids the players maybe after the game if everything works out john you know he was doing a nice gesture but that was my only excuse for staying in the box was not having an umbrella but <laughs> leave it to frank to you know be the nice brother he is and provide you with an umbrella for me so i just i'm messenger. thank you frank i am the messenger so we're going to lose him here pretty soon hopefully, Matt. hopefully the wind doesn't come up and he mary poppins off <laughs> yeah. somewhere but yeah. i think he'll be all right well, these conditions are going to be—they're going to be challenging. Let's take a look at tonight's uh, 5A quarterfinal schedule. Uh, uh, as, as mentioned here at Williams Stadium on Des Moines East Side, home of Grandview University and Des Moines East. Number nine seeded Waukee Northwest, their record six and four, taking on number one seed Dowling Catholic, their record nine and one. And you're listening to the pregame show once again here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Uh, in Pod B, it's at seventh. Seeded Cedar Rapids Prairie with a record of seven and three at number two seed Southeast Polk. Their record is nine and one. Over in Pod C, number six Johnston, record seven and three at number three seed Ankeny with a record of nine and one. And finally, the final pod, Pod D, fourteenth seeded Valley with a record of six and four at fifth seeded Cedar Falls with a record of eight and two. And that game is indoors at the Indian Dome in Cedar Falls. So. There's the matchups. The winners move on to the semifinals next Friday afternoon and evening uh, to the uh, Unidome in Cedar Falls. So, Matt, that's how it looks. Uh, you know, a lot of way, I think, you know, Southeast Polk's probably a strong favorite. Johnson Ankeny could be a toss-up. Yep. And uh, Valley might be the surprise in the Dome. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but just looking at it on the outside, a 14 seed could upset a, a 5 seed, and that would be what happens if Valley were, were to defeat Cedar Falls. Yeah, and then you know, all of a sudden, all the all the games shift to Des Moines. You know, all, all the Des Moines area schools could very easily be in that final four. 
And we were talking about today a little bit. You know, it used to be before we had the RPI. You know, yeah. they they did bracket it in such a way generally that someone from the east side of the state would end up playing someone from the west side of the state. And uh, now it's you get you get to play the games, and whoever wins wins. It's seated, and it makes it more interesting, John. As you know, it uh, gives the kids something to talk about. Certainly, the coaches to talk about, and the fans. And uh, unfortunately, tonight's not a good night to be outdoors, but uh, you still got to play the game. Yeah, you sure do, and and like Matt was mentioning, mentioning it's it's going to affect both teams uh, with the weather, and and the, your two running teams, two two teams that can run the ball very well, and so uh, you're going to see a lot of that tonight uh, uh, with with the conditions. But going back to the the brackets, you know, that's talked about all the time amongst football guys. You know how they used to do it back in the old days. You had eight teams from the west, eight teams from the east, and you know, you only played the championship game in the Unidome back then in the right. 80s and 90s, and they still did the 8 and 8, and then they went to the RPI. Now you're you're getting a, a true bracket uh, throughout the whole state. Yeah, you certainly are, and, uh, you know, what, what a bracket is. Well, you look at these two teams, Waukee Northwest. This is the rematch of Week 2. Dowling got their first win after losing Game 1 uh, to Southeast Polk. 38-24 at Valley Stadium. The Runes went over to Waukee Northwest and defeated the uh, Wolves 45-19. Parts of the second half had the running clock, and then the Maroons started re, uh, substituting, and then Waukee Northwest kept their starters in and scored, so that went the running, run, there went the running clock. Uh, but the uh, Wolves have won, uh, what, seven of their last eight games, or six of their last eight games. They went 0-3 to start with, 1-4 and actually at one point, and they put on a, a pretty good run with head coach uh, Corey Kapadich, and they got a shutout on the road at Cedar Rapids Kennedy, which is not easy to do. Kennedy's been in the top ten all year. Uh, you know, for Dowling Catholic, another shutout uh, last week, 35 nothing. Uh, the Maroons have allowed less than a touchdown uh, except to Johnson where they beat the uh, Dragons 42-19. Maroons have given up a, a touchdown, field goal touchdown, and a shutout in their last several games. So uh, interesting, this Waukee Northwest team changing, or what's changed since two months ago when Dowling played him, Matt? Well, what's changed is the first four teams they played. Were, yeah. It was like murderer's row that for, you know, you play Valley, Ankeny, and uh, Dowling. So, and Southeast Polk. And, and, and Southeast Polk. Yeah. And John, I mean, they had a tough stretch. No one had a starter, you know, had a, a tougher start to the season than Northwest. And then you get your feet under you as the year goes on. And, and this team has really started to hang their hat in their running game. And, and they were, and they're, they're not going to fool us. You know, they're not going to fool anybody by throwing the football. And a night like tonight doesn't really bother them. You know, the thing that I think about in that, that game in week two was how Dowling found their run offense. That's when they found it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's exactly right. Because in that in that first game against Southeast Polk, I mean, they ran the ball less than a dozen times, I think is what it ended up yeah. being. And uh, against Waukee, uh, it was just, all right, we're going to get behind this offensive line and, and give Rashad, you know, Davis the ball and give C.J. Phillip the football and pound it down the field. That's what happened, and uh, I remember a couple good runs by Jackson Smolick that game. Yeah. So he became yeah. the third running back to, uh, you know, that they had to defend. But uh, for, for the Wolves, they've, uh, you know, kind of progressed. They've changed some things around. Uh, their starting tackle uh, is no longer with the team that started against Dallas. They moved some people around, not only on offense, but also on defense. And uh, their interior line, Johnny, changed a little bit, and it's been for the good for the Wolves. Yeah, and you're seeing Brady Grisham uh, – really be become a, a a fantastic running back. I mean, when you're able to make those line changes and find that unity with that offensive line, which is so important because that's where the games are won, won in the trenches, 
and then you put a guy like Grissom behind that line that's a, a tough downfield runner, you know, good things are going to happen. And that's something that's different from the first time around. Uh, now they got they found the unity in that, that front line. And with Grissom uh, being the running back that he is, you're going to see a lot more of that tonight. And over 1,000 yards for that young man. And that's hard 200 to 200 last week against yeah, Kennedy. Yeah, yeah 1,039 yards in the season and five touchdowns. So he's really has blossomed, as you said, John, as the seasons went on. Tonight's game brought to you in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic, construction professionals, and dental associates. And let's go to the matchups tonight. And, uh, Matt, we'll start with you. The uh, Dowling defense against uh, Waukee's offense. And, uh, you know, you look, you look at some of the uh, numbers coming in. Sam Johnson, their quarterback, he's, he can run and throw it. He's thrown for six touchdowns. He's also thrown six interceptions. Rushed the ball for ten touchdowns. And uh, he and Brady Grisham are the two backs. And then uh, Cooper Chifus and Jackson Adams are their leading receivers. But uh, they have some guys on offense. Again, the uh, restructured offensive line. Kale Winter was their starting center. He is now their starting right tackle. And uh, so moving things around, your thoughts as they match up with the Dowling defense? Well, I think, you know, obviously it's it stopped Grisham. And, and uh, where it, watching the, the Kennedy game as I went back through it and watched it again, you know, they got a lot of their yards between the tackles. And Grisham is such a strong runner. And what started to happen was they were able to get guys to the second level, knock Kennedy's backers off, and then and then slice through the middle with Grisham. And he was able to get a lot of yards tackle to tackle. And you don't think about that. And on a night like tonight, that's a big deal. Oh, that's, that's huge. Because you You're can't right. get outside. You can't turn the corner like you want to on a drive field. So it's really gonna it's really gonna fall on Hagen. Rumley and Hikus really to consume the blockers, not give up their space, and and keep things clean for, you know, for Wanick, for Hughes, and and for that linebacking crew to get there and clean up on Grisham and not let him get ahead of steam. All right, John Shada, your thoughts on the Dowling offense against the Waukee Northwest Wolves defense, and you know, for Dowling, they're kind of going on all cylinders. They've all kind of sprinkled the ball around. Smolik can pass or run, and the offensive line. Uh, which uh, has done a great job this year. And I, I have to hand it to Coach Pollock. And uh, they've done a tremendous job throughout the year. They've gotten better. Your thoughts as they match up with this Northwest defense that's uh, not too bad. They're led by their linebackers. Adam Gardner and Chase Lamb are their two leading tacklers. And uh, you don't hear much about their defensive line, but you hear a lot about their linebackers. Yeah, and, and you know, they run what Dowling ran the last 10 years, the 4-2-5 defense or 4-4 defense. And, what you're going to see tonight, you're going to see a lot of shifting, trying to get them unbalanced and get matchups for your offense line because you're going to see a lot of C.J. Phillip and you're going to see a lot of uh, Rashad Davis tonight with the conditions especially. And you got to take care of the football as well. But but I think you're going to see a lot of three receivers, different movements to see if they adjust to it and see if you can get those matchups. If you can get five blocking four or six blocking five, you're going to win those battles. And So I think you're going to see a lot of movement uh, pre-snap, a lot of adjustments. And, you know, the one thing I noticed uh, in the first game uh, when, when Dowling went to three receivers set, you know, they would roll uh, a roll three coverage. So they would roll to that three receiver side. Now you had a mismatch on that tight end. So they call their strength to the field. So you saw a lot of runs to the short side of the field, the boundary. I think you'll see a lot more of that tonight. And the Mike linebacker, look out for him because if he's out of the box, you're going to see a lot of inside zone, I would imagine, and, and try to get, uh, which is Harry Linen, on an island by himself to make him decisions. And he's a good football player, 
but you want to make him feel uncomfortable. Yeah, he, he and Gardner are really yeah, two yeah. standouts inside there, and Lamb. I mean, they're all three really, really good, and, and that defense of, of Waukee is better than when we saw them the first time, right. I think. All right, right. We'll take, we're going to take a break here in the pregame show. Coming up, we'll have a word from Dr. Dan Ryan, the president of Dowling Catholic High School, and Father Reed Flood, the Dowling Catholic chaplain, will give us our pregame prayer. On a rainy night, 40 degrees, dress warm, stay dry. That's the trick tonight. It's Dowling and Waukee Northwest. And we return. We will catch up with head coach Tom Wilson. For uh, Matt Mandring and John Chido. I'm Mark Hamadale. Back with more pregame after these messages here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. The Permanent Diaconate is an ancient and sacred ministry of service dating back to the time of the Apostles. Deacons are ministers of charity, the Word, and the altar. The Church welcomes faithful to ask themselves if they are being called by God to serve the Church through this commitment to holy orders. Men interested in learning about the role of deacons in the Diocese of Des Moines are invited to attend an informational meeting, which will include the requirements for admission into the Deacon Formation Program and an explanation of the ongoing process of discernment to the diaconate. Email Moines at gmail.com for dates and locations. A message from Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, I am Denise Rausch with the St. Boniface Catholic Church in Waukee. Thank you for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. to the pregame show here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Mark Amadale now joined by head coach Tom Wilson as Dowling takes on Waukee Northwest tonight in the second round of the Class 5A football playoffs here at Williams Stadium on Des Moines East Side. Coach, thanks for joining us, and best of luck tonight against the Wolves once again. All right, thank you, Mark. Coach, it's a rematch of uh, Week 2, uh, Dowling and Waukee Northwest. Before we get to that, let's talk about uh, last week's game, the win. Over Davenport West, Team Dowling hasn't faced since, uh, what, 1972. And uh, things got pretty much in control in the second half. You had the running clock. But, Coach, we talked to you at halftime. Uh, there were a few things you wanted to address. One of them was tackling, but your kids came through and uh, persevered in getting that first-round win. Yeah, we did. I, It's like I said at half. I'm not sure that we played particularly well over the, the course of the night. But, you know, offensively, we own the line of scrimmage. Um we really didn't throw very many times. Uh, part of it was because we didn't need to. And and uh, then defensively, uh, we were able to make some stops and and uh, secure the, the shutout, which was good. And, you know, I thought uh, really special teams had a lot to do with it as well. We had field position uh, most of the night, which was helpful. Well, certainly was, Coach. And, you know, looking at defensively, your, your guys got a lot of sacks uh, Friday night. Uh, they, up front, it uh, was just... Uh, setting themselves up. It really was prevalent in the second half, but uh, you held uh, Davenport West to just over 200 yards total offense, 114 in the air and 98 yards in the ground. And uh, uh, your guys up front really did a great job. Oh, they did. I mean, uh, we, we thought we had an advantage there. And when they threw the ball, we certainly did. I think a big part of the frustration was you know, there's a couple of times we had them in third and long and, and uh, we let them out of it. And a couple of those times it was just by missed tackles. And, and uh, that's something that we're going to have to be better at. Well, offensively, Jackson Smolik, as you mentioned, only threw 10 passes, completed five of them, had a touchdown. And, uh, you know, rushing, you, you look at your uh, your two ball carriers, Rashad Davis and C.J. Phillip, both had 
pair of touchdowns each. Rashad, 132 yards rushing, and CJ, 89 yards. I think CJ missed a couple series. I thought he got shaken up early, but he came back later. But uh, that was all set up by your offensive line to those for those two guys to have the success and for Smolik uh, to uh, not need to pass as much. Uh, you're exactly right. I thought they did a great job. I thought uh, Jalen had a good night block, and I thought Hunter Crutchlow continues to to do the dirty work, and, and not many people really notice, um, but but still really important to us. And uh, both Rashad and, and CJ had good nights and, and uh, did a good job with the football. You know, Smolik has so many weapons. You know, we talk about Cooper Nicholson and uh, uh, Bo Gamble, but Michael Reichart caught his first touchdown pass of the year, Hank Brown the week before. And then if you mix in your tight ends, Jalen Thompson and uh, Danny Nielsen, uh, they, they, they both have been in the, the end zone this year. So he's got a load of weapons. Uh, it depends on what the defense gives him, and, and Jackson certainly knows how to check down. Yeah, he's done a good job and has great command of our of our offense. And, you know, uh, really happy for Michael to, to get that touchdown. He's a kid doesn't say much. He just quietly goes about his job and has earned the right to, to get some playing time and has done a nice job. And, and uh, happy for him to get a touchdown. And it was really on a scramble play, and he kept moving around. Jackson found him in the back of the end zone. So uh, really good job by both of those guys. So, you know, hopefully that just leads to, to us spreading the ball around a little bit more and more people making plays. And, Coach, back to Davenport West, uh, their quarterback, uh, who was, you know, getting some D2 and some uh, lower-level D1 offers, uh, Brady Hansen. Didn't have too bad of a night. He's pretty consistent, but he couldn't make the big play. And then uh, the, one of his leading receivers, I thought the guy was all-around athlete for him, number 16, Devin Sanders. Howard really he really made them one-dimensional because he really wasn't a, 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 a effective in the game. And that might be because, uh, I don't know if he was shaken up or maybe because of how you defended him. Well, really, I thought we did a good job. You know, we didn't start out by kicking to him in the kicking game. And, and then we did later on, and I thought we covered him very, very well. And... Um, you know, I, I do think he's a good athlete. The quarterback that you mentioned, I thought was a, a nice player, a, a tough kid, ran the ball well and, and uh, made some made some uh, throws with his arm. So, um, yeah, they certainly had some pieces. And it's like I told the coaching staff, I thought they've done a, a heck of a job and first time in the playoffs since 1999. And I think that just says a lot about the culture that they're trying to create and really the progress that they've made. Well, Coach Wilson, uh the, when you look at the tape following uh, last week's game, the first-round victory over Davenport West, were some of the uh, young men that may have stood out, somebody maybe that we didn't mention on the radio, uh, somebody in your mind that had a pretty good game. You mentioned special teams to start with. Yeah, we did, and you know Trey had the, the returns. I think he averaged 20 on the night, and that has as much to do with people blocking for him than, than what he's doing, and and uh, that's that's certainly helpful. Hopefully we can get uh, – some more of that. You mentioned Michael, and, and I mentioned Hunter. Um, you know, I think uh, uh, Tommy Keipel got a sack uh, the other night, which was great for him, a, a senior that's persevered and, and stuck through it. And, you know, I don't think we talk about the job that Peyton Johnson does probably enough. I think he's uh, really come on and really done a nice job for us. And, you know, Noah Seamer uh, keeps getting more and more playing time. And, you know, he sure earned it. He got hurt before the season started and and uh, has really worked his rear end off to get back and, and uh, play some pretty good football for us. Busy with head coach Tom Wilson before tonight's game. It's Dowling taking on Waukee Northwest here at Williams Stadium. We'll return to the uh, pre- pregame show with head coach Tom Wilson in a moment as we preview tonight's opponent, Waukee Northwest. This is Mark Amadale, and you're listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. 
Matt Wilkham here from Iowa Catholic Radio. I'd like to thank you for your continued support of this apostolate. Because of you, we're reaching more souls in more ways than ever before. Whether you've had your faith strengthened by either our talk or music channels, or if you've been impacted by one of our other outreach initiatives, you experience firsthand the value Iowa Catholic Radio brings to the Catholic and Christian community. If you haven't made the decision yet to become a family member, please consider a $30 a month sustaining gift. Just visit iowacatholicradio.com and welcome to the family. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Celebrate the end of Roe versus Wade. Attend Pulse Life Advocates Pro-Life Christmas Gala Saturday, November 19th at the Meadows Event Center in Altoona, Iowa. Get details at pulseforlife.org. A message from Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to the pregame show here on Iowa Catholic Radio. I'm continuing my conversation with head coach Tom Wilson. It's Dowling and Waukee Northwest. And coach, the rematch of week two, uh, where uh, the Maroons went over to Waukee Northwest and defeated the the Wolves 45-19 back on September 2nd. But a lot's changed here in two months and nine games. Uh, you, you meet in the playoffs and Hats off to Coach Kapadich and their staff. They got a big win on the road last Friday night going over to Cedar Rapids and knocking off Kennedy at Kingston Stadium in Cedar Rapids, uh, actually shutting them out. So uh, obviously both teams have went their, their separate ways, but it looks like Northwest overcame their 0-3 start, and here they are. Yeah, they've had a tough schedule, to be honest with you. They opened uh, with Valley and then played us and then played Southeast Polk and had Ankeny along the way. So, um, you know, they've certainly uh, – Certainly had a tough schedule, and, you know, this seems like they're starting to hit their stride now. They've really played really good defense and tried to work to their strengths offensively, and, and uh, here they are in the, in the uh, state quarterfinals. So uh, they've done a good job. Let's start with their defense. Uh, their linebackers are the leading tacklers, led by Chase Land, number 32, has almost 80 tackles on the season, and right up there is Adam Gardner, number 45, 51 tackles, and he, along with Owen Clunder and uh, Harry Linen. Uh, both lead the team in tackles. So there's four linebackers that's going to make it difficult. Now, I know we had the running clock there in the second half back in week two against the Wolves, but uh, tonight I'm sure that, that'll change. But what are some of the things you see personnel-wise? What have they done other than trying to stay relatively healthy? Uh, they put together a pretty good defensive uh, group. Yeah, defensively they've, they've moved some things around. They've got a, a different uh, safety in from the last time we've mm-hmm. played. They've got a different, uh, some different guys in the interior. Uh, than the first time that we played. But really, the guys that you mentioned, like Linen and Lamb and Gardner, uh, those are really their staples, their linebackers, the guys that, that may make plays. I've always liked the Stotts kid, who's also another one of their safeties. And, uh, you know, I think they're a good defensive football team. Um, you know, their basic scheme is the same, um, but yet personnel a little bit different. And I imagine uh, they're going to look at things that we were successful at uh, to begin with uh, last time and, and obviously try to do things to, to counteract that. And offensively for against the Dowling defense, uh, Sam Johnson's their quarterback, and he's kind of a combo guy. He's thrown for six touchdowns, but also thrown six uh, interceptions. But Brady Grissom really came to life. That's telling me their offensive line last Friday night at Cedar Rapids really came to play as Grissom, uh, number 28, had over 200 yards rushing. Uh, he's a good player, and, and really it revolves around him and, and their quarterback, Sam Johnson, and 
you know, they're going to do some read stuff. They're going to do some design QB run, and and uh, some of it it's just Grissom coming downhill. And um, you know, as you said against Kennedy, uh, he had a big night, and it's certainly something that uh, we're going to have to take care of. Well, Coach, what are some of the keys? Playing a team uh, twice in one year, there's some advantages. You kind of know personnel, but that was two months ago, and everybody kind of changes. Allen's gotten uh, healthier, and I'm sure uh, Coach Kapadich and Walkie Northwest have done the same. What are, what are some of the keys in this game since the game one back on September 2nd? Well, I think a big thing is how you, you handle the weather and, and uh, the challenges that come with that and and uh, minimizing turnovers and trying to create some in your favor. And, you know, with inclement weather, field position is always a big part of it. And in a game that what it could turn into is – a game at the line of scrimmage. And, and uh, so the team that can run the ball and take care of the ball and have a short field is probably going to have a big advantage. Well, Coach, best of luck uh, tonight against uh, Waukee Northwest. Hopefully they'll have the scoreboard uh, working and all that stuff so they don't have to go through your coaching staff. But uh, I'll tell you what, Jared Herring did a tremendous job Friday night up and down the stairs. You can tell he's a track guy, but he was communicating with you and the coaching staff and the Davenport West folks that, trying to get the scoreboard here at Williams all in, in place. Uh, absolutely correct, and I really thought the officials did a good job on the field trying to, to make the best of a out of a tough situation. So you're right. I hope it's all in, in working order. Coach, best of luck. Thank you. Head Coach Tom Wilson has been my guest here on the pregame show. We'll take a break and return. Matt Mandering, John Chad will rejoin the broadcast. This is Mark Hamadale, and you've been listening to the pregame show. Before tonight's Class 5A playoff game, Dowling, and Waukee Northwest here at Williams Stadium on Des Moines East Side on Iowa Catholic Radio. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. Whether it's in the classroom or at home, Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education. And we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. My name is Larry Cruzy from St. Peter and Paul Catholic Church in Petersburg, Iowa. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. And we're back here at Duke Williams Stadium on Des Moines East Side. Both teams on the field. It's Dowling. And Waukee Northwest. And the winner advances to the semifinals next Friday, either at 4 o'clock or 7 o'clock at the Indy Dome in Cedar Falls for the semifinals in Class 5A. Mark Hamadale alongside Matt Maynard. John Chadow has made his way down to the field. And uh, I just saw him give a, a pat in the back to Fred Tiernan. John, let's bring you right in. Uh, Coach Tiernan, is that is that a pre, pregame pr- tradition between you two? What's up? Yeah, every game uh, he, he comes up to me and shakes my hand. I t- tell him best of luck, go get him. And uh, it's been going on here since what six years now. I've been doing this, and uh, you can't say enough about Coach T. He's just a tremendous, tremendous man. And Matt, those two, John Chido, Fred Tiernan, Adam Adam Brown, a few others, help with the 
uh, weight training in the winter during yep. the off season for for the young athletes that aren't out for a sport. They do a great job with that, and Johnny's part of that. Yeah, I mean, he wrangles them together. I think the the thing where I saw Coach Tiernan come to his peak though is when they have mass after school. The football team does on Friday afternoon. He leads the singing. He makes sure those young men sing to close out the the mass and everything else. So it's quite a sight, and and it's good to see. That's good. It's probably better to have Fred do that than to have Johnny lead in the singing. Well, no yeah, problem. or yes, yes, <laughs> yes. All right, the coin toss going on. We're going to uh, send it back to our producer tonight. Jeff Pickett is back with us. Uh, we'll take a look at the starters. Nothing has changed in the Dowling sideline. Uh, we'll start with the offensive line, left tackle to right tackle. Kyle Rockers, Cade Batterton, Max Shelton at center, Nate Agos, and George Nahas at right tackle. Tight ends are uh, Jalen Thompson, Danny Nielsen. Wide receivers, Cooper Nicholson and Bo Gamble, backed up by Michael Reichart and Hank Brown. Running backs for Dowling, C.J. Phillip, Rashad Davis, and the quarterback is Jackson Smolik. Uh, those are your uh, Dowling Catholic starters on offense. Defensively for the Maroons, Carson Hagen, Ralston Rumley, Cody Hykus, uh, the down linemen. Linebackers are Braden Pearson, Joe Hughes, Jimmy Wanick, who leads the team in tackles, Dylan Manning and Matt Hanton. And the cornerbacks are Jake Henderson and Jared Ricky, and the free safety is Justice Williams. So that is the starters for Dowling. Maroons, uh, Andrew Schumacher will handle all the kickoffs and place kicking, and Cooper Nicholson is the punter. And let's take a break, come back with our pregame prayer and a word from Dr. Dan Ryan. You're listening to the pregame show here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Coming up, the kickoff between Dowling and Waukee Northwest. Playoff football here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Hi, this is Dr. Dan Ryan, president of Dowling Catholic High School. Welcome to another season of exciting Dowling High School football. We are proud to be partners with Iowa Catholic Radio. How about that? Is that better? Not only broadcasting football, but also being partners in preparing Christ-centered leaders for life. Go Maroons. Hello, my name is Father Reed Flood. Let us pray together for the coaches, players, and trainers for this athletic competition. Large radio audience. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father. We thank you for all your gifts. We ask that you bless all those involved in this athletic competition this evening. We ask that you keep them safe. No, not yet. They haven't plugged in with us. Maybe they're picked. We ask this through Christ. Down here to this tent. That's Kurt Braun. St. Sebastian, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Listener supported Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM KWKY, Des Moines, 94.5 FM K233BT, Des Moines, 88.5 FM KIHS, Adel, online anytime at iowacatholicradio.com. And welcome back to... Duke Williams Stadium on Des Moines East Side, alongside Matt Maynard, Mark Amadale. Waukee Northwest is kicked off. They defend the north end zone. Dowling had the ball going to the end zone for a touchback. First play of the game from the 20-yard line. C.J. Phillip gets a few yards up to the 26-yard line. So for Dowling, it'll be second down and four. Is run away and play action. Pass to the near side, caught by Bo Gamble and. He's out of bounds, shy of the first down, Matt. The line of scrimmage was a 26. He may have fell out of bounds around the 28 for a gain of two. Yeah, Bo had had the yardage or close to it, and then he backpedaled just a little bit, and it's going to make it a third and one here for the Maroons as a quick play out there. And right now, I, you know, Johnny, I, there's not much – if there's any rain coming down, right? No, it's it, it stopped. It completely stopped. So it's uh, just wet field is all you have right now. Uh, temperature loss of degree. Thank you, John. Uh, 39 degrees at uh, kickoff with north winds at 10 miles per hour. 
Dowling going right to left, south to north, so they're going into that win. Two receivers to the right, pistol formation. Smolik, the Dowling quarterback, handoff to C.J. Phillip. Uh, zigzags, goes right over center, and they're going to spot him shy of the first down, maybe about a half a yard, and that's it. Back up to the 29-yard line, actually no gain, and it'll bring up fourth down for the Maroons. It will early on here, and, and Coach Wilson making a decision early here, not running the punt team out right now yet. And uh, they ran to the heart there with that defensive front. Those four linemen down there really stopped things up for um, as Moses, Crofta, Thomason, and uh, Smith. They got the stop there uh, for Waukee Wolves. Well, 15 seconds on the play clock. Dowling going for it. They have Bo Gamble split out wide right. One receiver to the left. Now they shift their tight ends and move them to the left side. One back in the backfield. Fourth and one from the 29. Dowling going for it. They hand it off to C.J. Phillip. Turns the corner. has got the first down and is run out of bounds at the 36-yard line for a gain of seven. And the Maroons going for it. Fourth down deep in their own territory, Matt. I bet that happened a lot at Sheldon High. It, it did. <laughs> it it, it caused everybody to scratch their head a little bit once in a while. But, you know, the, you, you play the numbers game sometimes. There's two things right there that the coach is telling you. He trusts his offensive line and he trusts his defense. And so right there, that was a, a gutty call early. And uh, away, and away the Maroons go. All right, three receivers on a first down for Dowling from their own 36. Three receivers right, hand off the field. But he's wrestled down back in the backfield, hit and dropped. Back at the 34-yard line, he'll lose two yards. It'll bring up second and 12 for Dowling Catholic. It will, and, and in the backfield in the hurry there, Eli Moses crashed from the from the um, wide side of the field. Right now, Dowling has the ball on the left hash, and they were running towards that left side a little bit, and Moses came from the back side and, and cut C.J. Phillips down. All right, the Moons flip-flop their tight ends again as they'll line them up on the left side. One back in the backfield with Smolik out of the shotgun, two receivers to the right. Here's a snap, handoff Phillips, short side of the field, makes a move across the 35, still on his feet, and he falls across the 40, up near the 46-yard line for a gain of eight. And, you know, for those of you uh, listening at home, what's happening is Dowling is shifting two people over, the the wing back essentially and the tight end over to they start in the wide side, they shift them to the narrow side, and it creates a numbers game for the Maroons that they feel they can win. And right there, C.J. Phillip follows those blockers on the outside between the between the number and the hash for a big pickup. Yeah, Johnny explained that during the pregame show what they were doing, and now we've got a timeout on the field. We'll keep it here with just under nine minutes remaining. First quarter, no score, Dowling and Waukee Northwest in a, on a very cold, damp night. The rain has stopped. John Chidel's on the Dowling sideline, and, you mentioned that, Johnny. Maroons are shifting their tight ends, or actually their uh, their tight end and uh, utility back, Hunter Crutchlow. They they shift them, and uh, you you mentioned that in the pregame. Yeah, and Matt's exactly right. You're, it's a numbers game, so when you have more guys blocking their guys, it it, it creates a mismatch, and you're able to get uh, positive yardage. And Waukee uh, Northwest comes out, and they they'll call their strength to the field, which is the wide side of the field, and then Dowling will shift their guys to the short side of the field, and and if they don't adjust, then you have the numbers, and that's kind of what happened there on the last play. But when you come back out the next play and, and you're trying to communicate that and you're doing those changes, and if you're not on the same page, then you have to, it's forced you to call a timeout. 
Thank you for that report, John. I'm glad the rain's held up for you to be able to be on the field. Reminder, tonight's, game, tonight's winners play next Friday at the Union Dome in Cedar Falls. Cedar Rapids Prairie is at Southeast Polk tonight. Johnson is at Ankeny, and Valley is in the Union Dome taking on Cedar Falls. Uh, these are all 7 o'clock kickoffs, so we'll try to keep you posted with scores. All right, back to live action. It's second down and six for Dowling. The ball is on their own 41-yard line, and Smolik, a handoff to C.J. Phillip, and he got the first down. He runs the short side of the field once again, out of bounds, into Wolves' territory at the 44-yard line. C.J. Phillip got a nice block up in there, and and, uh, as he was going over the the A-gap on the guard center side or on the um, narrow side of the field, short side of the field, and then that allowed um, um, Rockers to get up a level they got a good block. C.J. Phillips wiggles a little bit and gets that first down. That big game for the Maroons. 15-yard run for C.J. Phillips. First down Dowling, as Matt mentioned, from the uh, Waukee Northwest 44. Handoff C.J. Phillips uh, trying to dances around between center and right guard and finally puts his head down, gets down to about the 41-yard line, gain of three. And that time the Maroons went with one back, C.J. Phillips, with three receivers to the right, and they're really playing that numbers game, thinking they're going to pass, looking pass, but yet running. Yeah, and, and Jared or Jalen Thompson's on the left side, and the, on the tight end side there. And that time they did go to the right side or to the wide side of the field as they continue to play games a little bit and see how Waukee is going to adjust. All right, second down and seven for the Maroons. This time they line up two receivers to the right. Dowling going right to left, south to north into a 10-mile-an-hour win. Handoff goes Phillip, left side, turns the corner, puts his head down and grinds his way nearly out of bounds. He'll stay inbounds inside the 40 and down to about the 37-yard line, a gain of four of Northwest. Again, run to the short side of the field. That time Max Shelton, the center, pulls, and he's the lead blocker, and that's just something to see with these athletes today. Uh, you get your center out, and he pulls. You know, in the old days, you never thought about a center pulling. It was only the guard and the tackles. And they get Shelton out, and he leads uh, C.J. around the corner for a nice pickup, uh, creates a third and manageable here with third and three. This will be the tenth play of the Dowling Drive. It started back at the 20-yard line. It is third and three. Handoff, Phillip up the gut. He's got the first down. Cuts outside, near the near sideline, 20, and he's finally run out of bounds inside the 15-yard line. And again, they run to the short side of the field practically this whole drive. That, that was the 10th play, and Matt, C.J., just utilized his line of scrimmage and finally found the hole. He bounced it outside the left end. He did, and the patience he showed early because he didn't blow through the line. He waited for those blockers to engage the defensive, those linebackers from Milwaukee Northwest are really good. And they got engaged there, and C.J. Phillip darts it to the outside. Big, strong run. Big first down as the Maroon offense is rolling. 22-yard run for C.J. Phillip. First down, Dowling at the Northwest 15. Handoff Phillip again. This time he's hit, and hit on, head on at the line of scrimmage. He tried to get around left end and is dropped at about the 14 for a gain of one. Well defended by the Wolves. It was. And, again, Max Shelton came out and pulled on that one and, and trapped. Uh, the corner, Grant Mackey, number 13 for the Wolves, and, and uh, but the rest of the group from Waukee was able to close it up and uh, prevent a short or create a short gain. Down lineman for Waukee Northwest, Eli Moses, Kyle Crofta, Tim Thomason, and Hunter Smith. And we'll get the linebackers here in a moment. Dowling with the receiver on each side of the formation. Handoff, Phillip. Uh, right over center, and he dives forward towards the 10-yard line. They'll spot him down at the 10 for a gain of four. This was uh, finished the Waukee defensive lineup. They're a 4-2-5 defense. Linebackers are Harry Lynham, Adam Gardner, their second leading tackler, and Chase Lamb, their leading tackler, along with Owen Clunder at corner. 
Grant Mackey, the other corner, Logan Stotts at safety, and Andrew Eastman, the free safety. That's the starters for the Waukee defense. And it's second down and – or third and four, rather, for Dowling on the northwest nine. And now a handoff to Phillip. No, that was or a check pass that. outside. And it's – Right at the stick. Looks like it and could be a little bit short. It's of at the first six. Yeah, it's at yeah, the, the Maroons are going to hurry up here and run a play. At the six-yard line, it was a pass completed by Smolik, and quarterback sneak. And he's going to get the yard. And he needed a yard, and that's what he got on fourth and one. Again, second time in this drive, Dowling goes for it on fourth and one, and Smolik gets the first down behind his offensive line, and they've been good all throughout the year. Centers Max Shelton, the guards are Nate Agos and Cade Batterton, Kyle Rockers. And George Nahas, the tackles. First and goal, Dowling at the five. Right now, they're just trying to win that line of scrimmage. And uh, the quick pass out to Cooper Nicholson out there, it was just, you know, a hair short. But then Dowling got right up to the line, run the play without a huddle. Quarterback sneak, first down. Smolik gets a yard. First and goal, Dowling. And the handoff goes to Phillip. This time he's hit and dropped. He'll lose a couple yards back to the seven-yard line. So bring up second and goal from the seven. And that time it was uh, Tim Thomason, uh, big number 97, the six foot 265-pound senior from Waukee Northwest, closed it down from behind and was able to get C.J. Phillip as they feature C.J. Phillip on this one. That was a read option play right there. And i got to think if they run that again, that Smolik's going to keep it. I don't know what you're thinking, Johnny. All right, the Maroons will reset their offense. They move the – tight end and fullback to the left side. Here's a snap. Give to C.J. Phillip. This time he'll run left, puts his head down and crashes down to about the three-yard line or bring up third and goal from the three-yard line for Dowling Catholic. Gain of four. It'll be a little bit inside of the three. Looks like even down to the two. Inside the two as they are now knocking on the door. And it's something to have as much rain as we did today. And, you know, (laughs) you thank thank for these turf fields as uh, the traction is really good out there right now. This will be the 16th play of the drive. It's a third and goal from the two-and-a-half-yard line. Phillip puts his head down and finds the seam. Touchdown, C.J. Phillip over to left guard and tackle as he crashes into the north end zone here at Duke Williams Stadium, and Dowling strikes first on a 16-play, 80-yard drive to start the contest. And, Matt, that that series took about eight minutes. Yeah. That, that reminds me of the yeah, – that, that's old-style football right yes, there. Yes, it is. Just pound the ball down the field, convert two fourth downs, and uh, really showed the desire of that offensive line, that offense. Six to nothing, Dowling. The extra point is up, and it is good by Dowling Catholic, and that was Andrew Schumacher, the hold from Jack Jefferson and the snap from Carson Hagan. So Dowling leading 7 to nothing with 3.53 left to go first quarter, back in one minute here on the Iowa Catholic – Radio Network. It is never too early to explore what Dowling Catholic School has to offer. Families and students of all ages are invited to the Dowling Catholic Annual Open House on Sunday, November 6th. Prospective students and their families have the opportunity to learn about Dowling Catholic's academic programs, student life and activities, faith formation, school culture, and athletics. Join Dowling for student-led tours of the campus, a parent panel discussion, and the opportunity to meet the Dowling Catholic faculty and staff. There will be a tuition assistance representative available to answer your questions. Learn more at dowlingcatholic.org. A message from Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. 
Mysteries of the Mass Unveiled with Father Craig Vasick at St. Pius X Catholic Church in Urbandale, Saturday, November 12th. Be inspired by the latest Eucharistic miracles around the U.S. while the Eucharistic revival builds. Learn more at iowacatholicradio.com. And we're back here at Duke Williams Stadium. Mark Hamadale, Matt Mandering, John Shadow. Here's a kickoff by Waukee Northwest. And young man picks it up and falls right at the 13-yard line. And that's where the Wolves will start first and 10. How unfortunate is that as uh, Grant Carter fielded the ball and uh, is down there as Maroons lead it 7 nothing. And how about this drive, John Shadow, as we go down to you? 16 plays, 80 yards, and, and took about just – under eight minutes to uh, for that that's half that's that's most of the first quarter Johnny yeah and that's exactly the type of drives you need in these type of weather conditions is to control the clock control the line of scrimmage and take care of the football and that's a down, that's exactly what Dowling did all right first down Waukee Northwest they start from their own 14 yard line thanks to John Chattel for that uh, report from a very uh, cold damp night the rain just stopped not too long ago as uh, we're underway here in the first quarter. And the Wolves with the handoff to their outstanding tailback, and that is uh, Brady Grisham, quarterback Sam Johnson. He's a uh, 5'11 junior. Grisham, a six-foot senior, 195-pound tailback. He, and the Wolves now with four receivers left, nobody in the backfield, and Johnson will keep the football. Sam turns the left and wants to run upfield, and he's swarmed under by the maroon jerseys, and that'll bring up third and long for the Wolves. Cody Heikis right there on the tackle. He wasn't having anything of it. It was a design quarterback draw on second and five, second and six, and uh, Cody Heikis was out there, held his ground on that right side to the wide side of the field and uh, swallowed up the quarterback, Brady or Sam Johnson. So that'll move the ball back to the – put it on the 20-yard line officially. Now back to throw is Johnson being chased, avoids pressure, now runs to his right, running out of bounds, and he may have gotten near a first down, running out of bounds right about the 30. Yeah, he'll have a first down. And he should have it. Yeah, he does. Yeah, nice nice run there. Once he cleared, it was um, Braden Pearson coming on the blitz from the left side, and uh, Johnson was able to avoid the blitz, comes out to the edge, and then there was no one there and was able to have an easy uh, run up for a first down for the Wolves. Ball spotted right on the 30-yard line. Give him 10 yards, and that was a busted play in its own right. So a credit to Johnson for that. Landon Kennan, Trevor Zarkowski, Aiden Berardi, Malcolm Mutai, and Cale Winter, the offensive line for the Wolves. Handoff goes to Grissom, and he is swallowed up right at the point of attack and no gain in the play as the handoff went directly to the tailback, Brady Grissom, who has carried the ball for uh, uh, over 1,000 yards and five touchdowns this year, Matt. It was. Matt Hanton there for the Maroons on the stop. Uh, Met uh, Grisham in the hole. And, uh, you know, he did a really good job of of continuing to drive his feet. You always tell those linebackers, you make that initial hit, drive your feet, because Grisham's a load. And, you know, he's – He's 5'11", only in 100, or six foot 195. That's a big, that's a big kid coming at you. All right, the Wolves now with a second down and 10. And Johnson will keep the football, a little read option. He's hit and stood up by the Dowling defense defender there, and that's Braden Pearson at the point of attack, and he shoves him out of bounds, and let's see where they fought forward progress. No gain. Braden Pearson did not miss him that time as he – 
did a really good job of extending his hands, fighting off the blocker on the numbers here on the left side, short side of the field, and uh, was able to separate from the blocker, make the tackle on Johnson, uh, big stop for the Maroons, creating a third and ten. Now these are this is an uncomfortable distance for the Wolves. They are not a passing team, and uh, this is this is where they're going to they they have to be challenged. Two receivers to the left. They throw left. The pass is well, they it's caught, but play has been stopped, and we may have a penalty coming down uh, the, the or pike they, here. Or they called timeout. No. And we'll we may be able to pick this up. Procedure oh, yeah. call against. Northwest, that'll back them up five yards. So it'll bring up third down and 15 for the Wolves on their own 30. <laughs> Crazy to look at the clock right now, and it is working correctly. <laughs> There's only 36 <laughs> seconds left in the first quarter. And if uh, our listeners from last week uh, weren't tuned in, we did not have a clock most of the uh, first half and most of the second half. It was uh, going in 10-second increments yeah. and when it was working, but it has been fixed. Credit to the folks here at Des Moines East and Grand University. They got their IT people all over that. So far, so good tonight. All right, third and 15. Northwest on their own 25-yard line. Johnson back to throw. Doesn't find anybody open. Now being chased, and he throws it away. And I don't know if it's incomplete. The intended receiver that time was uh, number two, and that was Jackson Adams. And it'll bring up fourth down. Yeah, he was rolling, and he was sprinting for his life towards the sidelines here on the short side again on the right side of the field, left side of the field of the defense. And he did get rid of the ball to his receiver, but well short of the first down, but he was out of bounds as well. All right, back to punt will be Tanner Philpot. And tonight we only have one one guy back, only Cooper Nicholson back for the Maroons tonight on the punt. And he'll stand at his own 40, left-footed punt, and it's a line drive kick, bounces at the 45 of Dowling, takes a Wolves roll, and it'll be stopped right around the 31-yard line. That's where Dowling will take over first and 10 from their own 31-yard line with Four seconds remaining here in the first quarter. Dowling seven, Waukee Northwest nothing. Alongside Matt Mandring, I'm Mark Hamadale. Let's go down to John Shido. I don't see the umbrella on him, so, John, the rain still must be holding off for now. And uh, quite a defensive presence down there by the Maroons once they uh, gave up that uh, nice run by Johnson. Yeah, it sure was. And and when Sam Johnson's able to, to, to break the pocket, he has great speed and good footwork, and you got to keep him contained. And, he made something happen and continued that drive, and then the Dowling defense put uh, Waukee Northwest in a bad situation. Like Matt mentioned, they, they're not comfortable playing behind the chains. All right, Smolik with the first down, the Dowling offense on the field from his own 31. They hand it off to Rashad Davis, and he's in the secondary at the 40 down the far sideline, and he tipped those out of bounds inside the 50-yard line. Officials mark him out at the 47, and that'll be the final play of the first half as uh, – Rashad Davis uh, goes makes, 23 yards. Makes his entry into the football game by, you know, <laughs> part of that two-headed monster that they have in that backfield. And as we were talking before the game, equal amount of yards almost between those two young men. Davis has 675 yards in the year, Phillips 642, and uh, you can see why that makes Dowling's offense so strong. 22-yard run. run. We'll take a break as we come to the end of the first quarter. Dowling 7 and Waukee Northwest nothing on a damp, Cold night here at Williams Stadium. Back with the second quarter in one minute on Iowa Catholic Radio. 
Iowa Catholic Radio business underwriters provide people with the opportunity to hear the Word of God and grow in their faith each and every day. Our business supporters have helped expand our network, connecting more listeners to Christ. Would your business or organization like to share in this mission? If you own or manage a business, we would like to talk to you about how you can make a positive impact in the state of Iowa and beyond. To learn more about becoming an Iowa Catholic Radio underwriter, contact Deacon Mark, 515-223-1150, or visit iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, I'm Lisa St. Arnold from St. Joseph Church in Des Moines. Thank you for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. All right, we're back here at Duke Williams Stadium on Des Moines' east side. Second quarter underway, Dowling with a pass to Cooper Nicholson from the northwest 47-yard line. Takes it down to the 36-yard line, gain of 11 on a little uh, quick hitter on the near side, uh, Matt. And now the Maroons with a first and 10 from the northwest 36. Here is Smolik, handoff to Rashad Davis, zigs and zags, squirms out of a tackle and bolts his way down to about the 33-yard line for a pickup of three. He does a really good job of finishing going ahead. And right now, with no rain, you know, the passing game's as wide open as the run game at this point. And when the field's a little bit wet, you know, it, it, here it doesn't actually feel like it, seem like it right now, but it does give the advantage to the offense because they know where their cut's supposed to be. So, but right now, with the way they're running the football, there's no, re- no need to put the ball in the air too much. Sure. Well, Maroons now with a second down and seven from the northwest 33-yard line. Maroons move Crutchlow to the uh, outside the tight end on the rest si- right side. And handoff goes to Rashad Davis. He uses Crutchlow's uh, block and uh, Jalen Thompson. He's hit and turns the corner and finally hit around the 26-yard line for a gain of seven. And Rashad Davis, like how he waits for his lineman to start establishing that line of scrimmage, and then he does his deal. He did, and, and you know, you had Crutchlow out there blocking. You had Batterton pulling from his left guard position, again, to the narrow side of the field, to the right side of the field. He's pulling, and uh, and Davis, Rashad, just sat behind him and waited for them to maintain their blocks, and, and again, pops off a decent run. So it's third and two. Yeah, they're going to call it the 28, so a pick up a five for Rashad. Dowling leading 7 to nothing. They send out uh, Bo. Gamble, wide left. Cooper Nicholson, slot left. Tight end is on the right side. That's Thompson. Handoff Rashad Davis. They work the right side, and Rashad can't turn the corner, and he's hit out run out of bounds for no game. May have lost a yard, and credit to the white shirts of uh, Northwest. They're wearing their blue and uh, white uniforms. Blue numbers, all white uniforms, and uh, they, they had more hats over there gir- yeah. uh, defending Rashad. They did. They, they're adjusting a little bit. I think the corner is coming up really hard on this right now, the safety coming up on that toss because it was the same thing. Batterton out there leading. They pulled two guys to the narrow side here and, and uh, trying to create number situation, and that time Waukee won the battle. Loss of two. They put it back to the 30-yard line, so it'll bring up fourth and three. Maroons going for it. Handoff Rashad Davis right at the middle. He's got the first down, falls forward right at the uh, 25, and ball came loose. The officials uh, saying, no, it's down. He was down. And yeah. it's a first down Dowling right at the 25-yard line to pick up a five. Yeah, nice strong run by Rashad Davis as he exploded through the middle right there and, 
you know, you got a lot of confidence in your in your run game when it's fourth and five and, and you're running the football. Hey, Johnny, this is the uh, third time Dallas went for it on fourth down. Now, this is probably a little bit more appropriate in the, the defenders uh, of Northwest Territory, but earlier it was on the Maroons' only 29-yard line. Yeah, that's uh, three for three on fourth down conversions, and that's big big conversions. I mean, any time you convert on fourth down is huge, but uh, in your own territory especially, because if you don't, that just gives Waukee Northwest a short field position. It sure does, and it's first and ten Dowling from the Waukee Northwest 25-yard line. Handoff Rashad Davis again. Uh, tries to go over right guard, penalty flag down, now kicks it out to the right tackle, and he's finally run down right about the 23-yard line, but a penalty flag down, and they're going to mark a. Probably a hold, hold, I'm guessing, at the 25. So this will send the Maroons back. We'll get the, the call here. Yeah. Holding on Dowling is what they indicate. So the Maroons will back up 10 yards. I got a couple scores here. Valley was trailing 3-0 and now has went ahead 7-3 at Cedar Falls. And that game is in the still in the first quarter. Uh, Johnson Ankeny, the, we don't have a score from them yet. It's a 0-0. Southeast Polk is up on... Uh, Prairie, Cedar Rapids Prairie, 7-0 in the second quarter. Here it's Dowling 7 and Waukee Northwest nothing. 10 minutes and 15 seconds remaining. Second quarter on a cold and damp night. Temperature was at 39 degrees. And now Smolik wanted to hand off. Now does it. Fires the ball out and it's caught. Is that Cooper Nicholson? He's got it. Down the far sideline he goes. He's diving for the pyline. Did he, he get, get the in? pylon? Touch. No, he's out oh, of bounds yeah, at the one. Yeah. He started waving his hands, but he's signaling out of bounds. So He was signaling touchdown, yeah. and the official said, no, you're out of bounds right around the one, maybe the two-yard line. But what a job what a by Smolik. He handed off, faked the handoff rather, a little play action, and then had penetration, so he had to get around that, and he rolled to his left and found Cooper Nicholson in the left flat, yeah. and Cooper was on his own. So the play was a read option to the right side, to the narrow side of the field. And the play, the pass play was supposed to go to the right. Smolik reaches, loads the arm for a second, pulls it back down and escapes to the left. And it looks like he's going to run for the first down, flicks it out to Cooper Nicholson and big gain. Then around the goal line. First and goal in the two handoff right over the middle to uh, Rashad Davis hops the tackle, but he's brought down at the one. So he won't get in. I'll bring up second and goal from the, one-yard line, but a 33-yard pass play from uh, quarterback Jackson Smolik of Dowling Catholic to Cooper Nicholson. And you can't, you, you cannot stress enough how hard that is for the quarterback, for a young quarterback to roll out and look like he's going to run and then still have his eyes downfield and pick up Cooper Nicholson open on the left sideline, on the far sideline. And he was wide open and just a little flick. The ball only travels about, you know, five yards forward in the sure. air but it turns into a big game for the Maroons. All right, second and goal from the one, and the handoff to Rashad Davis, right side, works his way down the line. Touchdown, Dowling. Rashad Davis over the right side behind the uh, blocking of Nate Agos and George Nahas, right guard and right tackle respectively. Touchdown, Dowling, and the Maroons have tacked on six more. It's 13 and nothing, pending the extra point. Matt? It was kind of funny to watch because I'm thinking, Rashad, you got you got you just got to get a yard, and he's dancing down the line looking for a big gap, and then finally he runs out of, runs out of area and dives ahead for the touchdown. Johnny, that's going A, B, and now C gap. That's what he did, right? Yeah, and Matt's exactly right because all he had to do was just step a foot forward, and uh, he kind of made it a little bit harder than what it is, but still <laughs> with his athleticism, uh, he was able to, to, to get in the end zone. Schumacher kicks the extra point, and Dowling's up 14 to nothing with 9-13 remaining second quarter back to Duke Williams Stadium on Des Moines East Side. After this, you're listening to high school playoff football on Iowa Catholic Radio. 
Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment, whether it's in the classroom or at home. Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. CTOiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Stories of Miraculous Conversions, Power of the Mass of the Eucharist, two-day mission with Father Craig Vasek, November 13th and 14th at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in West Des Moines. Daycare will be provided. Learn more at iowacatholicradio.com. All right, kickoff by Dowling Catholic, and they pin once again Northwest in a in a spot. They're going to spot the ball right around the seventeen-yard line. As nice job by Schumacher, and on the return by Northwest. So special teams uh, doing well for the Maroons, and Northwest a first down at the eighteen-yard uh, line. We'll call it Johnson in at quarterback, and the give is to Grissom to tailback, and nothing going. Tried to go over. Right guard and tackle, and he stood up the line of scrimmage for no gain. And those of you that stayed home because of the rain and we said it wasn't raining, well, it's raining We now. saw that on the radar, <laughs> and uh, we thought yeah. it might go east, and, Matt, it went north, yeah. and it's bringing a, yeah. a lot of company. Yeah, the, the drizzle has started here. Uh, nice stop in on the interior line there for um, the Maroons. Again, Wanick and company stopped Grisham right up the middle uh, for a loss of a yard. All right, that'll bring up second down. They're going to call it 10, and I'll – a lateral pass that is caught to the left side and hit and dropped. That is Jackson Adams on the reception, and he's brought down right at the 15-yard line. John, let's go back down to you as we got started late. Nine plays, 69-yard drive by the Dowling, def- or by the Dowling offense, capped off by Rashad Davis's one-yard run. So both Dowling running backs have scored tonight. Yeah, they sure have. And going back to that play that Jackson Smolik made was was tremendous because it's it's wet conditions, and to be able to double-clutch the ball and hold on to it, and then reverse field and find Cooper Nicholson. Just It was just a fantastic job. All right, Johnson's going to take off as everybody's covered downfield. He had a couple of receivers, but there were four maroon jerseys around those receivers, and Johnson goes down. He, gets, uh, he scrambles up to the 20-yard line, gain of three, but it'll bring up fourth and long for Northwest, and the Wolves forced to punt. And that's Jimmy Wanick territory right there because he is the spy that's, that's mirroring Johnson. When he drops back to pass, Wanick is sitting in the middle of the field and it's one of those things, as the quarterback gets close to the line of scrimmage, Wanick's going to sneak up, and he got, he got Johnson just when he crossed. You mentioned that last week. He was a spy for the uh, Davenport West quarterback. And now oh, Phil, Pot has on the, it. Phil Pot has the punt blocked, and Dowling falls on it at the 10-yard line. How about that for special teams play? The Maroons blocked Vin, the punt. Vinny Bertinoli actually almost tackled the punter, and so he got a hand <laughs> on him you know, because they're doing that rugby-style punt. And so the punter is taken off and runs and then kicks the ball. Well, Bertinoli chased him down and gave him a little shove just as he was going to punt it. And um, the ball falls out, and and the Maroons now have the ball on the 10-yard line. Yeah, first and goal at the 10. Johnny, how about that? Bertinoli with the uh, not only the block but the tackle. Yeah, and, and you know, what, what Dowling's doing is they're bringing more guys in the box 
uh, to go after this punt. So they must have saw something on film and uh, Vinny Bertinelli to get there, especially the rugby-style kicker that Waukee Northwest has. Uh, he was able to get there quick and not only make the block but the recovery. And they hand off to C.J. Phillip on first and goal, and Phillip dives his way inside the five down to about the three, a pick up a seven, and bring up second and goal from the three for the Maroons. And they're going to hurry up here as they see something, and they're getting right on the ball again are the Maroons. Smolik out of the shotgun. He has three receivers split out wide right, one back in the backfield. That's C.J. Phillip. Tight end is on the left side, and the handoff goes to Phillip. Over left guard and tackle. Bowls his way down oh. towards the one-yard line. That's where he stopped. It'll bring up third and goal from the one. It really looked like he was going to get in the end zone, and that's a big stop from Chase Lamb, the 6'3", 215-pound junior. Dowling goes hurry up, quarterback sneak, touchdown. Touchdown, Jackson. Oh, well, let's wait for the official call here. Yes, yeah, it is. there it is. Touchdown, Smolik. Ball comes out. Dowling recovers, but yeah. Smolik crossed the goal. Touchdown, Dowling, and the Maroons lead it 20 to nothing with uh, six and a half minutes left to go here in the second quarter. And uh, what a move by the Maroons. They take advantage of a Bertinoli block punt, and they go three plays and 10 yards. They, they go hurry up when they're down there, not to let the defense get set, and Jackson gets right under center, and the surge there was a slow call for the touchdown because it looked like he was across right away. All right, Jefferson in to hold the snap from Hagen, balls down, and Schumacher puts the extra point through, and it's 21 nothing Dowling leading Waukee Northwest with six and a half minutes left to go here in the second quarter from Duke Williams Stadium in Des Moines. You're listening to our coverage of Iowa Catholic Radio's uh, coverage, rather, of Dowling football here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. This is a Young Catholic Minute. Why does a loving God make us suffer? Okay, Adam and Eve, behind door number one, perfect happiness. Door number two, something else. Oh, we'll take door number two. Ooh, bad choice, Adam and Eve. Behind door number two is not perfect happiness, which means that suffering, death, illness, and trans fat enter the world. The point is, God doesn't want us to suffer, and he doesn't make us suffer. We choose suffering anytime we turn away from him and his plan, which, unfortunately, is a lot. And sometimes we suffer just because we live in the fallen world that Adam and Eve chose for us. But even out of suffering, God brings good by allowing us to choose him again. If God were to say, hey there, everything will be just dandy if you follow me, are we really choosing God because we love him? Or could the dandyhood factor be tipping the scales a bit? We can be sure we're truly following God when we choose to follow him even through suffering, not just when it's easy. For more, go to youtube.com slash youngcatholic. And we're back here at Williams Stadium. Dowling kicking off and fielding the ball deep in his own territory at the one-yard line was uh, the uh, the Wolves. And I'll tell you what, Matt, he muffed the football, picked it up, and he was just swarmed under. Yeah. And that was, I believe, looking here, it was Grant Carter. And that's the second time he's muffed the uh, kickoff. And Waukee deep in their own territory. First down, and they got the power eye formation from the five and a yeah. handoff. Here's his and now we have the rugby, rugby scrum, scrum. Yeah. and uh, he gets about two yards up to the seven, but dangerous territory for the Wolves here. Yeah, and you see both teams, Dowling goes into essentially their goal line defense, uh, and uh, Waukee Northwest lining up and into a tight formation, which means they're going toe-to-toe with their offensive linemen. And uh, they're just going to try to run straight ahead, and Dowling's going to try to create a pile. Yeah, no receivers, two tight ends, and uh, quarterback is under center. Penalty flag down, hand off the tailback, and he swarmed under. And let's go down to John Chido since we didn't get the chance earlier. Johnny, 
Bertinoli, uh, Vinny with the block punt, and Dowling goes three plays and uh, 10 yards for the score. Smolik on the quarterback sneak. Yeah, and, you know, we talked about in pregame, uh, you know, who's going to be able to take care of the football and, 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 and limit the turnovers, and Dowling has been on the positive edge of that. And not only that, Mark, as you guys mentioned, in the kickoff returns, uh, Waukee Northwest is not doing themselves any favors with their field position starting uh, inside their, se- their 17, the 10, and now the 5. Yeah, that's uh, that's horrible field position to start a game, especially against the number one seeds. Third and seven, Northwest. The ball's on the eight-yard line, so Grisham gained one on his uh, last carry. And again, no receivers, two tight ends, and three backs in the backfield, almost like the full house, and a handoff to one of the tailbacks. That's Grisham trying to turn the corner, and he's tries to hop a tackle, and he's finally brought down at the nine-yard line, maybe the ten but he'll be shy of the first down. He has to get up to the 15. He'll bring up fourth and six for the Wolves. Yeah, and this is, creates a situation for the Wolves where they're, you know, sitting here and we've struggled on special teams. And uh, here's a dangerous situation where their punter is going to be standing in the end zone on this play. All right, Philpott in to punt. And Dowling has uh, twin safeties back in, in this set. Philpott from his own end zone, good snap, and the left-footed punt gets underway. It's a uh, high end-over-end kick, and Dowling will let it roll. Maroons avoided, and that was uh, Matt Moore that almost <laughs> almost <laughs> clipped him. And dance away from it. And it's down right about the northwest 46-yard line, and that is where Dowling will start their offense first and 10 from their own from the couple, northwest 46 mat get a couple score updates southeast polk has gone up 14 to 0 on cedar rapids prairie and valley has just scored again and so now they are up 14 to 3 on cedar falls down in, in at the dome and uh, no score out of Jan- johnson and ankeny yet and i know there's one viewer wanting to know this one van meter is up on signature kyota 28 to 0 all right they, they used to go by the savage cobras and they i think they're just are. i think they're the they're cobras, the now, cobras now i think they downsize it you know a little bit yeah. first and 10 dowling from the northwest 46 back in the lineup is a uh, rashad davis carries the football on the right side he's brought down for a gain of one down to the northwest 45 yard line reminder at halftime we will go through our uh, statistics as uh, we will have those brought to you by uh, one of the Dowling coaching staff, Jared Seifert. We'll uh, provide the statistics. We also caught up with the Dowling JV and sophomore head football coach, Jimmy Cataldo, and help, hope you can join us for that interview uh, at halftime. And, of course, uh, we'll have more scores. Back to throw a Smolik on second and nine. He fires it downfield. He's got a man open, but he overthrew him at the five-yard line, and that was Hank Brown. He had his man beat, but Smolik had to unload it due to pressure. Yeah, the offensive line gave him a lot of time back there, and, and Smolik Jackson stepped up in the pocket, and uh, Hank, or yeah, it was Hank Brown, had a step on the defender, and he gave him a shot at it just out of his range down the middle of the field. So now you have a third and long, the first time that Dowling has been third and more than five or six. 21 nothing, Dowling Catholic leading Waukee Northwest. Four minutes remaining here in the second quarter on a cold and damp night, and the rain is beginning. Uh, returned after it stopped before the game back to throw Smolik on third and long fires a ball out and the pass is incomplete in the hands of Jalen Thompson but he was hit at the last moment a nice job by Grant Mackey who broke that up for Waukee Northwest yeah the the defender and the ball got there at the same time and Jalen wasn't able to hang on to it uh, to bring it in for the first down and and uh, now Dowling will send the punt team out there for the first time Cooper Nicholson in as you mentioned for the uh, first time tonight and deep for uh, 
Northwest will be Owen Clunder, who's their starting cornerback, one of the two. Good snap by Hagen, Hagen rather, and Nicholson. High, wobbly kick, out of bounds right around the 20-yard line, and that's where Northwest will take it with 3.50 remaining in the first half. Dowling 21, Waukee Northwest nothing. Mark Amadale, Matt Mandering here in the press box. Let's go down to the Dowling sideline on a wet Cold, damp night, 39 degrees to start with, South or north wind at 10 miles per hour, and that's where John Chido is. And, Johnny, you have that umbrella out. Yeah, I do. The rain is starting to come down pretty heavy uh, or consistently right now. But, you know, Jackson Smolik made two nice throws and, and just wasn't able to connect there. And, and if it would have been a touchdown because there was no help over the top on the one receiver and then hitting Jalen Thompson there, that was a tight window. First down, Waukee Northwest from their own 22-yard line. And Johnson, the quarterback, Sam Johnson, keeps the football. And he gets a few yards, a little bit of quarterback action. He rolls to his right and sprints upfield, gets across the 25. They're going to spot him at the 27-yard line, gain of five. Noah Seamer chased him down to, to prevent any kind of further run. That was a good run there by um, Johnson. Bring up second down and five. Line of scrimmage, the Waukee Northwest 27. They're going south to north into that 10-mile-an-hour win. He fakes the throw, and now quarterback draw, and he gets across the 30. He'll be shy of the first down, needs to get to the 32, and he's dropped to the 31. And will bring up third and one for the Wolves. I have found one score. Johnston is up on Ankeny 7-0 to uh, with five. This was a little while ago with – some time left in the first quarter, so that game is likely in the second quarter now, but Johnston's up on Ankeny 5-0. Lots of scores going on. Big matchup. Johnson and Ankeny up in Ankeny tonight. Valley inside at the Uni Dome in Cedar Falls and Cedar Rapids Prairie at Southeast Polk. The winners will play. And now a, a little Wildcat. The quarterback was out of the shotgun, and they snap it to one of the uh, Players in motion, and did he get the first down? He needed a yard. I don't think he got there. He's going to be a little bit short. and Not by much. They, not by much, and i got to think that probably they yep, might roll it the short. Fourth and less than a yard for Northwest. they got two, nothing to lose and everything to gain yeah, here, two right? Minutes, two minutes left in the quarter in the half, and Dowling's up 21-0. to zero. You're down by 21 points, two minutes left in the half. You know, your season is over after this. You're going to take these gambles. All right, Johnson, read option. Hit, hands it off to uh, Grissom, and he's hit and dropped for a loss. Back at the 29-yard line, Dowling defense. They are fired up, and the Maroon offense is going to get the ball in great field position. At the 30-yard line, they'll spot him down, loss of one. And I'll give you a guess, Jimmy Wanick. Jimmy Wanick flew through the line of scrimmage and met Grissom in the backfield and uh, read it all the way. First impact by Jimmy and stops him, and the rest of the team is there and uh, creates a loss. They actually lose three yards. Yeah, and, and John uh, Chido on the sideline. Grissom last week over 200 yards rushing against uh, Cedar Rapids Kennedy. You don't think some people saw some film of that? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and you know, it started with the defensive line, and like Matt said, and they're able to take up one to two different double teams, and that lets those linebackers run free and, and able to get in the backfield to make these tackles. All right, Maroons with the pass on first down. A little quick hitter over there to uh, Bo Gamble and a nice catch as uh, Smolik got rid of it quickly, and they he put did. it down at the 25 of Northwest. Well, you're in your two-minute drill. Even though you're inside the 30-yard line, there's a minute 38 left and counting, and up 21 to nothing. Dowling's going to look to put some points on the board here before the half. Second and five, a five-yard gain by Bo Gamble. Two receivers right. 
And two tight ends to the left. The handoff to C.J. Philp. Runs left, oh, now he, bounces he right, and he puts, nope. his face, puts his hand down and gets to the 20-yard line. He's near a first down. They're going to give him the first down. Get him a first down, so that will stop the clock with 121. And we get someone coming up a little bit gimpy here. Who, who That's Crutchlow. Yeah, Hunter Crutchlow. Hunter Crutchlow is going to – pretty tough kid. I don't know if he got stepped on. He's favoring that ankle a little bit. Looks like he lost his shoe. Did he lose his shoe, Johnny? No, he's got a shoe on. I think I think he might have rolled his ankle. Oh, okay. Rolled his ankle, maybe got spiked. Sometimes that happens too. Or cleated, I should say, not spikes, yeah. but cleated. Nonetheless. He doesn't want to put any weight on it and he'll get seated there and first, not work with him. First and ten dowling as the maroons are in the Bows and the Floors red zone. Five one five two four four rows. Bozen.com. Quick pass on play action. Caught right about the fifteen yard line. They'll give forward progress. And that is Hank Brown. Hank Brown with a yeah. quick pass. He was slot right, and he uh, made the reception. And that's a really good catch of the wet ball. The rain coming down because that ball was a little high. Hank gets it above his head because that was one of those rockets from Smolik. And uh, nice catch there for Hank. Brings up second and five, Dowling at the northwest 15-yard line. Maroons lead it 21-0. And off C.J. Phillip, right up the gut, right over center and left guard. He grinds his way down to the 11-yard line, 30 seconds remaining in the half. Clock ticking, and it looks like they're going to be a little short of the first down, so I wouldn't be surprised if Dowling calls the timeout here. But they're going to get up and run it. Third and short, 23 seconds left. Clock's ticking. Two timeouts remaining, under 20 seconds. Three receivers right. Here's a handoff. C.J. Phillip got the first down, and the Maroons will call timeout here, I'm sure, Well, the clock, with 10 yeah. seconds even, remaining. Even though the clock's going to stop, the clock will stop with the first down. They're going to call timeout. We'll take one ourselves with eight, with 10 seconds left in the first half, Dowling 21, and Waukee Northwest nothing here in the Class 5A playoffs back in one minute on Iowa Catholic Radio. It can be easy to look at how someone is dressing or acting and judge them. But have you ever thought about how much grace is available in these situations? The next time someone makes a questionable decision, instead of judging and condemning, uphold their dignity for them. We do greater good by lifting them up in prayer and respecting their personhood than if we mentally tear them apart in our thoughts. We can uphold the dignity of others even when they are unable to recognize their own value. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, I'm Beth Henderson from St. Boniface in Waukee. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. All right, back here at, uh, Walk, at Williams Stadium, Waukee Northwest and Dowling Catholic. The Maroons now with a first and goal from the eight. Back to throw Smolik. He's going to run with the football to see Parton. He goes into the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Dowling Catholic and Jackson Smolik as he had everybody split wide right and wide left, and there was nobody between the hash, and he gets in the end zone, gets hit in the end zone. Touchdown. And the Maroons out to a 27-0 lead with four seconds left in the half, Matt. You're exactly right, Mark. And it was something to see. Jackson steps up in the pocket. He realizes there's no one between him and the end zone. He takes off and uh, easy score for him. All right. The extra point now by Schumacher. Andrew's boot is up and good. Snap from Hagen. The hold by Jepson. Dowling 28 and walking northwest nothing. Four seconds left to go in the first half. Back with the kickoff in one minute here on the Iowa Catholic 
Radio Network. Whatever happened to the modern world? Hi, this is Cy Kellett, host of Catholic Answers Live. Join me on Saturday, December 10th at the Embassy Suites downtown for Iowa Catholic Radio's Dinner in December. I'll be speaking about what we can do to help recover a modern world fit for people. Plus, enjoy a fabulous meal and fellowship with your Iowa Catholic Radio family. Register today at iowacatholicradio.com, iowacatholicradio.com. And I'll look forward to seeing you on December 10th in downtown Des Moines. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. The next Mosaic Women's Lunch is Tuesday, November 15th at St. Augustine Parish in Des Moines at noon with Father Craig Vosick. Women, unlock the power of the Eucharist. Register at iowacatholicradio.com. All right, here's the kickoff by Dowling Catholic. And once again deflected at the five-yard line and picked up and ball goes down, the knee goes down, rather. And once again, Waukee will have a first down with no time left. So we're going to go to halftime. Dowling leading 28 to nothing. That last drive by the uh, Maroons. Dowling going uh, 22 yards on the short field. And it took them nine plays. So the Maroons lead at 28 nothing at the half, and John Chida will be catching up with head coach uh, Tom Wilson as uh, we go to half. The Maroons leading. A pair of touchdowns by Jackson Smolik, one and 11-yard run. C.J. Phillip, a three-yard run. And Rashad Davis, a one-yard run, are the scoring in the first half for Dowling Catholic. John Chida, you have the head coach of Dowling Catholic, uh, Tom Wilson, with you. Go ahead. Well, Coach, uh, the weather conditions not favorable, but you guys have been able to control the clock and the running game going and, and put uh, Waukees in bad situations to start their drives. Yeah, our, our kids have really done a nice job, to be honest with you, and we're able to pin them back. Uh, they may have helped us with that, but we've taken advantage of it. Uh, it's been a, a nice half by our players. Well, Coach, best of luck second half. Thank you. All right, John Chido on the uh, sidelines on a very wet, damp, cold night. 39 degrees was our temperature before uh, when we kicked off, and it seemed like we'd been losing a degree. The rain did stop it in most of the first quarter, but kick, picked back up in the second quarter, so we'll be dealing with some rain. And you look out here, we look through the lights on the stadium, and it is raining, so we're going to deal with that. But a lot of playoff games are, are dealing with that. And, Matt, before we go to break, uh, our guest will be uh, Jimmy Cataldo, the uh, longtime sophomore and uh, JV head football coach talk about the program with some of the new guys we'll be seeing here probably in the next few years but uh, you got to look at some of the scores around class 5a matt class 5a we got uh, valley up on cedar falls 14 to 3 uh southeast polk is now ahead of cedar rapids prairie 21 to nothing uh johnston is up on ankeny at the end of the first quarter 7-0 it's the last update we have there and again uh, van meter up on uh, for my wife at home, Van Meter's ahead 28-0. to zero. You said you had one fan that wanted that Van Meter <laughs> yeah, score. That's right. So that's that's awesome. Um, let's take a look at some of the first-half statistics. Jared Seifert, who does a tremendous job in that math department. He's one of the Dowling sophomore football coaches with Coach Cataldo. He'll be talking about uh, Coach Seifert. And let's take a look at some of the numbers here at halftime. Dowling with 200 yards of total offense. Walking Northwest with just 22 yards of total offense. Maroons have 60 yards passing, 140 yards on the ground. Waukee Northwest with 22 yards rushing and no passing yards in the first half. Northwest has been penalized once for five yards. Dowling's one penalty for 10 yards. 
Maroons with 14 first down. Northwest with just one first down. Jackson Smolik, six out of eight passing, 60 yards, no touchdowns and no interceptions in the first half. Sam Johnson, the Waukee Northwest quarterback, one out of two passing for no yards. Leading ball carrier for Dowling Catholic, C.J. Phillip, 19 carries, 94 yards and a touchdown. Rashad Davis, eight carries, 36 yards and a touchdown. And Jackson Smolik, three carries, 10 yards and a pair of touchdowns to lead Dowling. For Waukee Northwest, Sam Johnson is their leading ball carrier. The quarterback has eight carries for 13 yards and Brady Grissom, 200 yards, over 200 yards last week at Cedar Rapids. Kennedy tonight, seven carries, nine yards. Leading receiver for Dowling Catholic, Cooper Nicholson, two catches, 44 yards. Bo Gamble, a pair of catches for eight yards, as does Hank Brown, a pair of catches for eight yards. For Waukee Northwest, Jackson Adams, one catch for no yards. And... He's even got the tackles in here. Yeah, you they do, do that. down below there, yeah. Your, your, your guy, Wanick, you yeah. called his number, Matt. Jimmy Wanick leading Dowling with three tackles in the first half. Ralston Rumling with a pair of tackles. Dylan Manning, the sophomore linebacker, with a, with two tackles, All as is Matt Hanton and Noah Seamer. Cody Hykus with a, a tackle and a half, as is, does Braden Pearson. Jack Moore with one tackle. Carson Hagen with the tackle. So some of those numbers. Like that uh, defensive uh, stats yeah. that uh, those guys but uh, for Dowling, the first half, 200 yards of total offense, Waukee Northwest with 22. Matt? One update, uh, Johnston is up on Ankeny at the half, 10-0. So as it stands right now, and there's, you know, two, you know, a half of football to play in all four of those games yet, uh, we're anticipating that the state would seed it just like they are right now. Mm-hmm. It would be Dowling and Valley versus Southeast Polk and Johnston as the scores line up right now. And uh, that Johnston and Ankeny, we knew that game was going. We figured that game was going to be tight. I mean, I don't know if the Valley Cedar Falls game is a surprise, um, but we looked at those games and thought both of those were pretty even. Keep in mind, they're all first half scores. That's right. There's a lot That's of football right. to be played. A lot of football left. All right, we're going to take a break here at halftime. Uh, Dowling with a 28 nothing lead over Waukee Northwest. Mark Hamadale, Matt Mandering. And John Chido down on the Dowling sideline. Wet, damp night, cold night for the final night outdoors for high school football. Every class, eight player all the way to 5A, moves to the Unidome next week. But tonight we'll have to endure the weather conditions. We'll come back with uh, head coach uh, Jimmy Catallo, the Dowling JV and sophomore coach, when we return after this one-minute break here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment, whether it's in the classroom or at home. Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742, Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, I'm Father Chris Fontanini, the Catholic Diocese of Des Moines. Thank you for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. And welcome back to Duke Williams Stadium on Des Moines' east side. The rain is falling. We are at halftime. Dowling Catholic leading Waukee Northwest 28-0. Earlier, I caught up with uh, 
Jimmy Cataldo, the uh, head coach of the Dowling sophomore and JV squads, and talk with him about the program and some of the young men that uh, are coming through. And we're going to be talking about probably this sometime next year, maybe sometime later this year. But uh, here's my conversation with uh, head coach Jimmy Cataldo. Mark Amadale now visiting with uh, Jimmy Cataldo, the uh, JV and sophomore head football coach at Dowling Catholic, also uh, on the in the box during the uh, varsity games. And, Jimmy, thanks for taking time. I know we want to talk about the sophomores and, of course, uh, Claude with the freshmen. But uh, what are your you had? Congratulations. And I know you had the future Maroons, but some of them are kind of mixed in with this varsity group. And it's hard to believe, 11 years as a head coach at Dowling, 19 years on staff. You've been around a while. Yeah, I appreciate for appreciate you having me in uh, today and tonight, and uh, you know this great game. And you know when you look at, at the past years, they they kind of run consecutive, and it's hard to remember back. You know when you start and when you became a, a head coach. But certainly, what you do remember, a lot of the kids have gone through uh, at least the lower levels and have done some great things uh, here on the varsity level. And uh, and you're seeing a lot of that with our lower levels this year. And some of those kids uh, are, are contributing uh, you know, uh, pretty well tonight. Well, no question, Coach, because uh, your job is to obviously get them ready for the next year. Some of these kids have gotten a little bit of a taste of varsity action with the running clock that uh, the Maroons have been fortunate enough to put on teams. But uh, let's talk about your group, the future Maroons coming through. And uh, we may have heard these names a few times during the varsity game. But uh, let's talk about this group. I know you finished your regular season, and uh, we can talk about some of the future Maroons. Go ahead. Well, cer- certainly, uh, we finished the year six and three. It's uh, it's it, it's one of those years that that you know, our sophomore numbers, you know, were you know not great. Had had a little over just a little over forty kids. However, you know, with the uh, with the advent of some of the athletes we have uh, in the sophomore, some of those kids were called up early. So we had to play more of a true JV uh, uh, roster this year. So we at, at any given time we had a good handful of ju- uh, juniors come down and play with us. The thing is nowadays is is in this three level high school football, you know our opponents are playing juniors and sophomores, and so it's not that you know we're putting together teams and kids that are coming down. In fact, we're playing kids that are much like uh, the, the ages that that, uh, that that we see across the field. And so this year, having about eight or nine juniors uh, play with us, along with the sophomore class that we had, finished the year six and three, had some some really good wins, uh, lost to. to uh, uh, Ankeny Centennial, Southeast Polk, and Valley. Uh, all three games, those games, uh, I, as I was telling the kids, I think we were the better team. Uh, at some point in that game, we just uh, didn't come away with the win. And numbers, Coach, uh, obviously with the JV and uh, sophomore mixture, what kind of numbers have you had this year at your level and uh, and how they performed? Because uh, you can probably run two platoon football, and that's what you want to do. We try to do that all the time. I, you know, we, One of the things I tell my assistant coaches is that, you know, we – I. We do not want to see kids playing both sides of the ball. That you know, we have enough kids that we can develop, and certainly find ways to get as many kids on the field as we can. Now, you know, at the end of the day, there's some kids that are juniors that that need to see the field as well. So we we finished uh, with about 38 sophomores, uh, at about eight or nine juniors that played with us. So we we took rosters of about 45 kids, had a lot of opportunity to get kids uh, on the field. But you know, there's certainly you know, those kids that you always sit there and you look and you want to get everybody on the field. Uh, and, uh, and there were uh, certainly some games we were able to do that. But, uh, but what we saw this year out of, out of these sophomores and juniors gives us uh, a good idea of what we have coming next year and the year after that. And uh, there's some talented kids at, uh, at the sophomore JV level. 
All right, Coach, let's, let's mention some of these names. Let's start with uh, your offense, and that's something that you specialize in, especially on Friday nights. You're in the booth next to me. Uh, talk about the, the offensive kids in the JV sophomore football team at Dowling Catholic. I always like to start with quarterback because that's who I, I coach. And we had you know, one sophomore quarterback uh, this year, Parker DePhillips, who uh, split time with the junior quarterback uh, that, uh, that, that would play with us, Jack Jepson. And, uh, and Parker did a heck of a job. You know, he unfortunately succumbed to an injury. Uh, middle of the season that, uh, that 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 took him out of the season, so it allowed uh, Jack Jepson to play uh, you know several games with us. Had uh, my son Dante play with us a couple games, but we even brought up uh, two of the the freshman quarterbacks, Maddox Capola and Joey Nehas, who contributed uh, the best they can in in a very very uh, you know atypical environment for them. Uh, our tailback, I think uh, you know you're going to see a lot of him in, in the near future. We have really good tailbacks. In, uh, in Rashad Davis and, and C.J. Phillips. But Ian Milton is, is one of those rare backs that we have. He's only a freshman, but his size, strength, and, and the way he runs the ball, he's, he just runs the ball angry. And I, I like that about why, uh, Ian Milton, and, and you're going to see a lot of, uh, of him. The big strength of our team is our receivers. You know, They're also our defensive backs, but our receivers are, are some kids that, uh, that do some really good things with the football. Jack Barrett played uh, outside uh, wide out for us. As well as Carter Nicholson and Joe Schmerdla, uh, who's a, who's an uh, individual came in uh, over the winter, and we saw some really good things from Joe Schmerdla. Uh, Justin Burnett, Will Kelly, uh, also uh, had some co- contributing roles over at the uh, at the slot receiver offensive line. Certainly, a couple sophomores that stood out to us. Carter Smith is is a sophomore that uh, that, that did very well uh, in a situation where you see a lot of junior defensive linemen. Carter Smith does, does, does a really good job, as well as Landon Embry, good size uh, uh, guard that we moved uh, interior uh, through the season. So Landon Embry, Leo Thornton, but then we brought down some juniors who played throughout the season with us that you may not hear on, on Friday nights but had some significant time with us. Isaiah Seymour, Danny Frazier, Blake Kremick, Jake Slade, Dakota Beaner are, are five juniors that we had with us throughout the season. And it was nice to have that group because they practice together, they understand each other. But it was nice to have those five guys uh, work with us throughout the year. Coach, that's quite a group on the offensive side. Let's move to the defensive side, and that's something Dowling has always prided itself on. I know by the time they get the varsity, they're looking for shutouts and uh, and guys that can play. And I know the Maroons had a, a sophomore up there, and Danny Manning started linebacker this year because Seymour was hurt until late. But uh, you had a pretty good group on the defensive side too. I, I think the strength of our, our team and, and our defense is, is certainly our linebacking core. Uh, guys that really stood out this year was Wyatt Jones, uh, played our, our, our Will linebacker, but Aiden Ducharme, who transferred over from uh, Moyne Christian, who these two guys likely could have played a lot of, of meaningful uh, varsity minutes, but you know the varsity sees uh, so, some talent in their varsity linebackers. Aiden Ducharme, who had to uh, uh, sit out because of the transfer rule, he was able to play with us uh, and, and play some significant minutes. Uh, Keaton Schwager was our rover, along with Dylan Webb, uh, two very uh, very athletic kids uh, on, on, in our linebacking core. Up front, Owen Pins really stood out to us. Uh, Owen Pins is a sophomore defensive end that maybe through graduation this year with some of the varsity kids, that Owen Pins may be uh, a, a young man who can step in and play some significant minutes uh, next year. And then our, our corners, uh, you know, very similar uh, type athletes, but uh, we have some some very uh, talented corners, uh, Parker Pearson, Will Kelly, uh, and, uh, and and Joe Schmerdler, as well as I mentioned earlier, some guys who can really uh, defend the pass and hopefully see a lot out of those two to three guys uh, come next year. 
And Coach Catalla, your staff, your JV sophomore staff on the Dowling football team uh, this past year, uh, mention those because those coaches gave a lot of their time and talents uh, to uh, groom this team and get them ready for varsity. Uh, mention some of those guys. You know, th these guys not only work with the, the sophomore kids, but they put a lot of time and effort in the preparation for the varsity games, and they've been working hand-in-hand -hand with our defensive coaches this week, uh, Todd Crandall, Ray Metz, uh, uh, Joseph Jurek, uh, who's, who's been a part of us, uh, new this year but was part of our system back in 2009. Jarek Seifert, who comes off of his baseball season and rolls right back into football, so he's not rested up too much, but uh, he's helping us uh, in, in our offensive side of the ball this week. And then Tommy Gall, who we know uh, played with uh, the Dowling program several years ago. A new coach that came to us this year as a volunteer who's really hit the ground running, and I just uh, think the world of this, of this young man, and, and he's done a fantastic job. He's really not a young man, but... He's so he's so new that uh, that that he's just a, a sponge and 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 trying to learn everything that we do, and that uh, that's uh, Danny Span. So that's our group. Uh, I also want to mention Zach Nicholson, who, you know, he's a guy that I work hand in hand with each day uh, as we prepare in our sophomore uh, uh, schedule or our, our practice script. Uh, but Zach, uh, who's also a teacher in the building, does a fantastic job, and then he'll be rolling into the basketball season as he'll be an assistant uh, basketball coach here for the coming year. Well, Jimmy, that's a, that's a lot of guys and, and young athletes coming through, and it's, it's got to be exciting. I know it's always tough to see the season end, but some of these guys have been helping out with practice for the playoffs. And, of course, uh, uh, tonight, uh, Dowling uh, taking on Waukee Northwest. Some of these guys have been very uh, inter in, in, intricate in, in that uh, field as they've been uh, assisting and uh, getting the varsity ready. Well, it, it's a total team effort, and uh, you can't prepare – you know, over 90 kids with, with some of the sophomores who do practice up during the uh, during the playoffs to to give a great scout look. And, and a lot of these sophomores have contributed in the help of preparing uh, this team uh, tonight. And and it, it's it, it, it takes an entire team to put this together. And, and we've uh, we, we have a roadmap that, that works pretty well. Uh, but uh, but certainly all their efforts and, and everything all these young men have put in since since, uh, as I've talked to since January of last year is when we really started preparing for this. And uh, a lot of kids really uh, uh, transformed the way they look, the way they play. And, uh, and we saw a lot of, uh, of, of some positive things out of these kids. And we'll see a lot of that in, in, in a couple of years to come. Coach, thanks for taking time tonight. And thanks for all you do in the Dowling program. I mean, uh, JV sophomore coach for, uh, as I mentioned, the head coach, 11 years, 19 years on staff. And of course, Friday nights, you're next to us uh, with the, uh, the kind of one of the offensive minds for Coach Wilson, and has done a pretty good job. So hats off to you. It's a, it's a long week, a long season, and we're going to get you warmed up for basketball because I look forward <laughs> to you sitting next to me in basketball. And we can kind of recap some of the football season during those games. But uh, Jim Cataldo, thanks for all you do. I appreciate it. And you wouldn't do uh, this for so many years if you didn't enjoy what you did. And, and I enjoy uh, working with all these guys here, and it makes, uh, you know, winning a lot of fun and, and seeing the enthusiasm out of these young men uh, each week uh, make it enjoyable to show up every day. That's head coach Jimmy Cattato, the Dowling JV and sophomore head coach, joining me here at halftime. Dowling leading 28 to nothing over Waukee Northwest, along with Matt Maynard and John Chido. I'm Mark Amadale. Back with the second half after this one-minute break here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Has anyone ever told you to pray about it and left you thinking, okay, but how? First, invite the Holy Spirit to be with you as you talk to God. Think about what is going on in your heart and mind. Be honest. Acknowledge to God what you're thinking, feeling, and desiring, because He wants you, the real you. Then, tell Him about what you're experiencing and entrust that to Him. 
Finally, let the Father love us. Ask yourself, how is God loving me right now? He is loving always. Sometimes we need to stop and think of our blessings because that is where we can find God. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Listen to Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson Friday mornings at 9 on Iowa Catholic Radio or on demand at iowacatholicradio.com and the Iowa Catholic Radio app. All right, and the kickoff by Dowling, returned by the Wolves up to the 17-yard line. Now on first down, the Wolves a running play to Grissom, and just a little bit of yardage. Dowling 28, and walking northwest nothing. It'll bring up second down and eight for the Wolves on their own 19-yard line. Mark Amadale, Matt Mandarin, John Chido. The rain continues here at Duke Williams Stadium on Des Moines' east side. Runes jumped out to a 28-0 halftime lead. Waukee with the first possession on play action. Back to throw is Johnson. He threw it away as uh, Sam Johnson, the Waukee, Waukee Northwest quarterback, scrambled out of the pocket, Matt, because he had a couple of Maroons chasing him down. Carson Hagen on the, on the chase there, and Johnson, the only thing he could do as he rolled out to his right was to get rid of it out of bounds and save the sack. That'll bring up third down and eight for the Wolves on their own 19-yard line. Go down to John Chidel after this play, get his report. The rain, we can tell you, is still coming down. Temperatures in the upper 30s, and the wind of the north at 10 miles per hour. Walking northwest going right to left or south to north into this 10-mile-an-hour wind. On play action, back to throw is Johnson. He's hit, and he throws the ball. He's in the grass, but it's incomplete. Fars falls harmlessly to the turf, but he was in the grasp of one of the Maroons, and it'll bring up fourth down. I believe that was uh, Dylan Manning right there. He's got such a long reach, Dylan does, and he was able to get a jersey, you know, get his hands on the jersey of um, Johnson and get it going. All right, let's go down to John Chido. Bring up fourth down, and Johnny, your thoughts at halftime as we get you in here. Well, you know, you're, you're, you think about at halftime what, what the adjustments each team's going to make. And I think Dowling's going to stick to their, their game plan of running the football successfully uh, to that short side of the field. But you, you want, want to see if uh, Waukee Northwest going to change some things, and they did. But uh, when you got a guy like Carson Hagen chasing you, uh, <laughs> you, can, you can only do so much. Yeah, that is true. And now the punt goes to the 49-yard line. Thank you, John. He's down there in the rain with the umbrella. As the Maroons will have it first and 10 from the northwest 49-yard line as the punt by the Wolves. And, again, we've uh, given you some scores. I want to mention uh, tonight's uh, uh, group. The game officials are Jeff Carson, Philip Johnson, Griffin Carr, Josh Bevins, and Nate Stege. And, of course, our chain gang over there on the far side, led by the captain, uh, Kevin Morris, Pat Reinhardt, Kevin Gass, Frank Chido, and Darren Morasco. I know one of those guys, maybe a couple of them. <laughs> But, and they're, they're, for the most part, all right. Back to throw is Smolik. Fires it out. Caught in the far sideline and run out of bounds. Near a first down at the 40-yard line. Was that Cooper Nicholson? I believe it was. It was hard to see as he it got is. the ball. It is yeah. Cooper Nicholson out there right on the edge. And, I saw uh, Gamble blocking for yeah. him. So I had it, knew it wasn't him. Yeah. Quick throw there from Smolik to Nicholson for a, uh, a quick eight yards as Dowling looks to take advantage of the short field again and move right down the field. Offensive line for Dowling, Rockers, Batterton, Shelton, Agos, and Nahas, along with uh, Jalen Thompson, Danny Nielsen, the tight ends. They give it to the tailback, and he pushes forward. He has the first down as the officials stop the clock as Dowling gets back to the run game. 
Yeah, Rashad Davis. And that's up the Rashad middle. in. Yeah, All right. Rashad Davis shot through there, got up into the line of scrimmage, got just enough for a first down. And uh, now that brings Ben Hoover is now in the game uh, is that utility back uh, in place of um, Hunter, Crutchlow. Hunter Crutchlow, who went down earlier. So yeah, Ben Hoover in the game. He came limping off, so Hoover gets the shot there. As first down, Dalek, the 39 of Northwest. Handoff goes to Rashad Davis, kind of danced around, finally brought down to the 36 for a gain of three. As the Runes keep the uh, ground game going on a miserable night, 30 upper 30s, the rain coming down. And when you can see the rain coming through the lights here, yeah. the stadium lights rather, yeah. you know it's coming down. We got away with it in the first quarter. The rain stopped right before kickoff, but it is back. It is back. You can see it hitting the bleachers at a pretty good clip here and, and uh, makes for not very – Lots um, of umbrellas. Yes. Uh, Mr. Mandering, lots of them. All right, second and six Maroons. Line of scrimmage is the 35, and the give is to Rashad Davis. And Rashad's still Shoes on his feet. There. Shoes through there. He's got the first down. I've got to spot him down right about the – 23, maybe the 24-yard line, somewhere in there, of Northwest. And uh, he, he scoots up into the line there, and Grant Mackey actually comes and chases him down from behind because he had to hesitate for a little bit and, and gets Rashad Davis down. Otherwise, there was nobody left for him in the end zone. And and when Rashad runs, he just got, he's like a little hopping all the time. His feet never really on the ground, so he can switch directions in a hurry. First down, Dowling. Rashad on a 12-yard run, first and 10 Maroons at the Northwest 23-yard line. One back in the backfield, and that is Davis, two receivers right. Now they'll flip-flap the tight ends, and that's Ben Hoover, the utility uh, back, along with Jalen Thompson to the left side. They'll run it left side, and they run it. An inside uh, move to over left guard. The ball, play was going right, and they ran him uh, kind of like a counter to the left, and he stacked up the line in little or no game, maybe a yard. Well, Johnston, or I mean, uh, Waukee Northwest is bringing everybody up to the line of scrimmage. They essentially are putting everybody up in that box, bringing and blitzing, and so they get they get him really from the backside uh, as they chased him down from the edges there on that play. All right, this will be the sixth play of the Dowling Drive. We started at the Northwest 49-yard line. It's second and 10 from the 23, as there was no gain on that last play by Davis. Quarterback is Jackson Smolik, the senior, is thrown for 18 touchdowns and has four interceptions and over 1,700 yards this year. Uh, the shotgun, the give us to Davis, left side. Now cuts back right side, cut back against the grain. He's finally hit and still on his feet. Forward progress to about the 21-yard line for a pickup of two. But there's a lot of running in there and a lot of struggling with yeah. Rashad. But he got got a couple yards. He got hit really good, too. And, and uh, Harry Lining came up and really laid the uh, laid a pop on him. But Rashad just kept the feet moving and bounced outside. Didn't get a lot of yards, but showed a little bit of his toughness yeah. right there on that run. Keep you updated with some of the 5A scores. There's a winner's advance to the Unidome next Friday for the semifinals, either at 4 or 7 p.m., and that will all be determined tonight and probably by tomorrow morning. All right, the Maroons with one receiver left, two to the right. Dowling going left to right, north to south. Hand up. Well, it was Rashad Davis, yeah. uh, the fake, and then <laughs> Smolik kept Smolik. the ball behind him. Yeah. Uh, fullback came through on the backside. He gets inside the 20, and Smolik all the way down. Gonna call it the 18-yard line gain of three. They're gonna put the field goal unit on the on the field here, and uh, this is a pretty long field goal into the wind. Schumacher has done so well for the Maroons this year as they uh, get him out there with not a whole lot of wind. And Johnny, uh, uh, 
Doesn't look there's a ton of wind out there. Just just the rain. Yeah, it's just rain. It, it's not really windy, but uh, you know the the snap and the in in the hold here is going to make a difference here. All right, this will be a 36 yard field goal towards the south end zone. Ball down, kick high enough, kick long enough, and I believe it's good. It is. That's a great kick. Officials come up with the uh, signal of good. <laughs> great kick by Andrew yeah. Schumacher. And with a wet ball, we forgot yeah. to add that. And Dowling now leads it 31 nothing over Waukee Northwest. We'll take a break and come back with the kickoff here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Matt Wilkham here from Iowa Catholic Radio. I'd like to thank you for your continued support of this apostolate. Because of you, we're reaching more souls in more ways than ever before. Whether you've had your faith strengthened by either our talk or music channels, or if you've been impacted by one of our other outreach initiatives, you experience firsthand the value Iowa Catholic Radio brings to the Catholic and Christian community. If you haven't made the decision yet to become a family member, please consider a $30 a month sustaining gift. Just visit iowacatholicradio.com and welcome to the family. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, I'm Kim Dietrich from St. Joseph Catholic School in Des Moines. Thank you for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. And we're back here at Duke Williams Stadium in Des Moines. Mark Amadell alongside Matt Mandering, John Chido as kickoff by Dowling and Schumacher boots in the end zone. Touchback will be first and ten. Walking northwest on their own 20-yard line going into uh, what, uh, about a 10-mile-an-hour wind, they're saying. But uh, the Maroons lead it 31 nothing on an Andrew Schumacher 36-yard field goal to cap off a uh, eight-play 49-yard drive. Back down to the Dowling sideline with the umbrella, and that is... John Chido, Johnny, take it away. Yeah, if I was the return man at this this situation uh, on the kickoff return, I'd let that one bounce in the end zone, uh, especially with the wet condition and, and it's been troublesome for the Waukee Northwest handling that that ball and and, and they've been starting with bad field position uh, up until this point. You're exactly right, John. They made the right decision there, letting that thing go in and at least get the ball to twenty. This is some of their yeah. better starting field position. All right, the Wolves with a second down and 10 as the first pass was incompleted by uh, Johnson, the uh, walking Northwest quarterback. He goes to the right side, and he threw it away, had pressure on him, and it's incomplete. Threw it into the walking Northwest uh, sideline. So that'll bring up third and 10. So Wolves, you know, and Coach Wilson's really good at this, uh, Matt. As you know, he likes to take away their strength. Well, he's taking away the running game tonight, both by Grisham, who had 200 yards of rushing last week at Cedar Rapids Kennedy and their quarterback, and now he's forced him to pass. He is, and, and right there, Hagan and, and Joe Hughes both made him throw that ball over their hands. Low snap. Johnson has it. Longs, launches in the air, and the pass is intercepted. Intercepted at midfield by Dowling Catholic, and what a job by the Maroons. <laughs> Jake Anderson. Jake Anderson stepped yeah. in front of it, and that is his second interception of the year at the 45-yard line of walking northwest that's one of those plays where sam johnson just threw it up and figured this is just as good as a punt because he did he threw that ball up there and it was anybody's ball and and uh jake had it eyed the whole way and it looked like jake was the receiver on that play as he was waiting for the ball to come down and and makes a great interception uh dowling ball to 45 and uh coach uh, chido you can attest to the technique that jake used he got inside position 
Yeah, and he ran shoulder-to-shoulder uh, shoulder with uh, the receiver. You're absolutely right there, Mark. Yeah, all right. Handoff uh, on first down, <laughs> and that is C.J. Phillip, and he goes from the uh, northwest 45-yard line, and he's still on his feet, and he went running, crashed down right around the 37-yard line. And he was motoring through people, and, and Tim Thomason was the last one to get his hands on him and drag him down again. And C.J. Phillips, 642 yards coming into the and coming into the game, 11 touchdowns, has had a really good night. He's run really strong, especially between the tackles. Second down and three for the Maroons. Handoff again to Phillip, and he kind of picks his hole over the A-gap, right over center, and he dives forward. They're going to put his knee down right at the 37. No yeah, gain officially, no gain. even though the pile moved. But uh, his knee must have hit uh, the ground. Referee spotted him down there, so the linesman – It'll be no game. It'll be third down, and they're going to call it three. Waukee is doing a better job at the start of this half of, of creating a pile at the line of scrimmage. And uh, you see the the big men they have up front, Kale Winter, Kyle Croft, you know, 235, 245. Those guys are making a pile there, making it a little bit harder to run between the tackles. Third and two, Dowling at the northwest 37-yard line. Handoff, Phillip. He used the, right, the short side of the field. He's got the first down. Gets out of bounds. Right around the 30-yard line they'll spot him. First down Dowling, a gain of seven. And the coaching staff saw the same thing and went to the edge that time. And so they, they pull again. They're pulling Batterton from the backside. And uh, he turns and leads it to the short side of the field around the corner. And C.J. Phillip follows him for a first down. 5.15 remaining here in the third quarter. Dowling, 31. Waukee Northwest, nothing. Winner advances to the Union Dome in Cedar Falls next Friday night. Either the 4 or the 7 o'clock uh, kickoff. Three receivers left. One back in the backfield. First and ten. The handoff goes to the tailback. And the C.J. Phillips stay in there, or are they interchanging tailbacks right uh, now? Yep, still, still in there. Yeah. So Maroons are not far away from getting the running clock here, Matt, yeah, in the they, playoffs. They, um, probably a lot of people sitting here with umbrellas on this side of the stadium that are hoping that happens. But right now, again, trying to run between tackles right now, Waukee has made it difficult in there. And, again, that was – um, Croft and, and Winter on the stop for Waukee as C.J. Phillip had nowhere to run. Gain of one, so it's second and nine Dowling. Line of scrimmage, a 29-yard line in northwest. Here's a snap. Smolik on play action. Back to throw. Fires it over the middle towards the end zone. has got a man open, and it is incomplete. Oh. In and out of the hands of Trey Wilson. He had it and then stripped away by the defender, and a great job by the Waukee defensive back there, the northwest uh, corner. He did because the ball was in his hands. Trey had a chance to bring it in, but – it was um, on in coverage there, Grant Mackey. Uh, he makes a great play, knocks the ball out of Trey's hands, and uh, prevents a touchdown. So that'll bring up third and ten for Dowling Catholic. Line of scrimmage, the northwest 29-yard line. He's now getting their personnel in. They'll bring Bo Gamble, Cooper Nicholson, and Trey Wilson split out wide to the left. Trips to the left and one receiver to the right, and that is Jalen Thompson. Low snap. Mullick picks it up. Now wants to throw. Dances in the pocket. Rolls to his left. Still rolling. And angling towards the far sideline. He's going to keep it. He's got the first down and out of bounds right about the 15-yard line. Great job by Jackson. He picked up about 14 yards, or rather nine yards and a first down. And that run he did in the first half where he threw the ball when he was scrambling is the exact same play, same you know, rolling to the other side of the field, his ability to throw on the run kept the defenders on the receivers long enough 
that he was able to run for the first down there. And that's what makes it so challenging to defend someone like Jackson Smolik when he gets, because he's fast. Yeah, out of bounds at about the uh, 17-yard line, gain of 12. It's first and 10 Dowling from the 17 of Northwest. Five receivers set, fires it out, it's caught, and that is Bo Gamble on the left side out of bounds right around the 10. And they're going to spot him not quite towards the 10, maybe the 12, but a pickup of five. Quick pickup there again, going to the air just a little bit more as Waukee, you know, the Northwest Wolves are loading the box and they're loading it around that line of scrimmage. So they're taking what they're giving them right now. Gain of five. They bring up second and five. And now the end around, they give it to Trey Wilson and he's hit and dropped back at the 23 yard line. Well defended, well set up by Dowling, but well defended by the Wolves as they hit uh, Wilson on the end around. Hunter Smith stayed home. And uh, did you know the the motion and the reverse didn't fool him at all? He stayed home, and Trey Wilson ran right into him for a big loss. So now it's third and and uh, seventeen, third yeah. and fifteen. Yeah, loss of ten there, and they're calling it third and fifteen. Gamble and Wilson split out wide to the left, two receivers to the right. It's Jalen Thompson and Cooper Nicholson. One back in the backfield. That's uh, C.J. Phillips. Smolik, the quarterback, back to throw. Sets up in the pocket. Now dances around looking for a gap, and he's going to be sacked. Back at the line of scrimmage for no gain. It'll bring up fourth down and 15 for the Maroons from the Northwest 22. Well, fourth and 15, you know, and, and now it's going to be it's going to be a 40-yarder. Now, the last one that he kicked, Schumacher, would have been good from 40. So this is on the other hash. This being a left hash. Uh, again, with no wind, uh, and the rain has slowed a little bit, and so here Schumacher lines up. It's going to actually be a 39-yard field goal. And they'll set the ball down at the uh, 29. So, as you mentioned, 39-yard field goal, left hash, kicking left to right towards the south end zone. The holder is Jack Jepson. Hagen with the snap. Good snap, good hold. Ball's long enough, high enough, and it is good. How about that, Andrew Schumacher from 39 yards out? And the Maroons lead it 34 to nothing with two and a half minutes left to go third quarter. We'll take a break and come back to Williams Stadium in Des Moines on a damp and cold night. Dowling, 20, Dowling 34 and, and Waukee Northwest nothing on Iowa Catholic Radio. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. Whether it's in the classroom or at home. Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. CTOiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line? It's for the kids and their future. Listen to Man Up with Joe Stopulis Monday mornings at 9 on Iowa Catholic Radio and on demand at iowacatholicradio.com and the Iowa Catholic Radio app. All right, we're back here at uh, Williams Stadium, Waukee Northwest on the return. And... Gets across the 15 up to about the 16-yard line. That's where Northwest will start. First and 10 
With 2.22 remaining here in the first or in the third quarter, Dowling 34 and Waukee Northwest nothing. Mark Hamadale, Matt Maynard. Let's go down to John Scheider, who's on the Dowling sideline. The Maroons settling for another Andrew Schumacher field goal, um, uh, Johnny, from 39 yards out. Yeah, he's uh, Andrew's had a good night. Uh, the weather conditions aren't affecting uh, his kicking. He's going through his motions, and it's it's like a bright, sunny day with him, and he's hit two big ones here. And uh, Vinny Bertinoli on that tackle and that kickoff, boy, uh, again, uh, another good night for him in special teams, uh, just like he uh, left off last week. Yeah, and he's also got a blocked uh, punt tonight and, and, and recovery. That gave uh, Dowling field position for another uh, touchdown that was back in the uh, first half that actually uh, set up a Jackson Smolik one-yard run as Maroons led at halftime 28 to nothing and Dowling's tacked on a pair of field goals here in the third quarter now we've got a delay out there Matt I know you're trying to uh, go through the uh, some of the scores and uh, get an get an update trying to get a couple updates playoff here. games um, again, Valley's up at half, 17-3 on Cedar Falls. No update in the second half. Again, these are all halftime. Southeast Polk is up on Cedar Rapids Prairie, 21 to nothing. Uh, Johnston is up on Ankeny, 10-0 to at the half. And uh, those are the games. All right, we want to take a moment to thank our supporters of Iowa Catholic Radio. They include Skeffington's Formal Wear, Catholic Tuition Organization, and Mercy One. Bows on the floors, our red zone sponsor, 515-244-ROSE. That's 244-7673. Our thanks to Ashworth Vision Clinic, construction professionals, and dental associates. Now first and 10, Waukee Northwest from their own 18-yard line, and Johnson's pass is incomplete. Sam tried to hit his receiver on the near sideline and couldn't hook up with him, so it'll bring up second and 10. Wolves from their own 18-yard line. And Dowling leading 34 to nothing. Yeah, he's trying to hit his tight end, Isaiah Moody, out there in the, the left flats on the wide side of the field. And the ball and the defender got there at the same time incomplete. All right, here's the snap. And the give is to Grisham right up the gut. He goes. He's got the first down. That might be his first carry more than five yards. He gets across the 30 up near the 33-yard line. So that is Waukee's biggest production. And Brady Grisham finally gets untracked. He does, and that's exactly where they found the weakness in Cedar Rapids Kennedy's defense last week was right up the middle and over the over the center and, and guards, and a big gain for the Wolves. 15-yard gain, first downs northwest at their own 33-yard line. Here's a snap. Read option, back to throw is Johnson over the middle. The ball's tipped and oh. intercepted, picked off by Dowling at midfield, and now on the return at the 40-yard line. And brought down at the 35-yard line in Northwest Territory. And the Maroons got their second pick of the night. And I believe that is number 23, Nick Frericks. Nick Frericks on that interception. And uh, good play by him. As the, you practice that tip drill all the time in, in practice. And right there he got it. The ball got tipped and he was able to get his hands on it and make a big pick. And Johnny, his first interception of the year, the Dowling uh, defense has uh, come up big this season. That is their, uh, well, with uh, Anderson's interception, that was their eighth. That's their ninth interception of the season. Yeah, Nick Varick's, uh, like Matt said, uh, ball tip drills, uh, nice hand-eye coordination there to stay with that play and uh, to come up with that interception. Yeah, it's great to see for Nick. All right, first down Dowling, and Cataldo, Cataldo in at quarterback. Yep. Just say a lot of new faces in there as uh, Runes are trying to get the running clock. Minute and a half to go here in the third quarter. Dowling up 34-0, and that was uh, 
Moore in at tailback. Jack Moore with the carry. Yeah, this would be Jack Moore time as he gets in there and, and gets some of those hard yards here uh, as the clock winds down in the third quarter with Dowling up 34 to nothing. Second down from the 35, second and nine. Handoff Moore, right side, follows his blocking. Still on his feet, and he finally ran out of bounds shy of the 30-yard line, right around the 32-yard line, pick up a three. And again, they have not changed out the offensive line, so it's still uh, across the front, Rockers, Batterton, Shelton, Egos, and, and Nehas, who have had a, a really good night again, and they're creating room for, um, and with Ben Moore at that utility back, are creating room for more right now. Yeah, ben Hoover, you mentioned. Ben Hoover, it. Yeah, yeah. Number 44, he is the utility back. Pistol formation, and it'll bring up uh, third and five for Dowling. Cataldo, that's Dante Cataldo, the junior quarterback. They give us to Moore, and he slices down inside the 30. He'll be shy of the first down, quick opener, but he was covered immediately down to the 29-yard line, pick up a three, and it'll bring up fourth down yeah. for Dowling. Shoestring tackle there, just got him. Otherwise, he had... He would have gotten the first down and, and uh, ran for the first down, but someone just got a lace there as he tripped him up as he went down. Dowling approaching the Bozen of Flores red zone, bozen.com, and you can say more with Bozen. You can also call them at 515-244-ROSE, 244-7673, and that's the final seconds ticking down to the third quarter. We'll go to the fourth quarter after this break. The score, Dowling Catholic 34 and Waukee Northwest nothing. 5A quarterfinals underway here at Duke Williams Stadium on Des Moines East Side. Rainy, cold night. We'll be back with the fourth quarter in one minute here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. This is a Young Catholic Minute. Why do I have to follow so many rules? Last week, I made some cookies. Shut up, guys can make cookies if we want. Anyway, I didn't want to follow that oppressive rule-oriented recipe anymore. So instead of a cup of sugar, I substituted a cup of arsenic. The cookies were pretty terrible, but they illustrate a very good point. When we ask why we have to follow rules, we're really asking if we can trust God. If God is a tyrant who uses rules to oppress us and ruin our lives, then yeah, why would we want to follow those rules? But is he giving us rules to prevent us from being happy? Or is he giving us the perfect recipe for happiness? When we understand that God wants us to have life and have it to the full, we can start living like He wants us to, and we won't need rules anymore. For more, go to youtube.com slash youngcatholic. Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM KWKY, Des Moines, 94.5 FM K233BT, Des Moines, 88.5 FM KIHS, Adel, online anytime at iowacatholicradio.com. All right, the first play of the fourth quarter here at Duke Williams Stadium. Dante Cataldo back to pass. It's Michael Reichart with it, and the Runes get a first down right about the 20, or check that the uh, yeah, 25-yard line of Northwest, a gain of four on the reception by Reichart. Cataldo at quarterback, read option, the give is to Moore, and he's hit and dropped right at the point of attack, and he may have lost the yard. He did a couple of them back to the 27-yard line. Dowling leading 34 nothing as we're underway here in the fourth quarter. Matt? You got one update, and I can't tell if they made the extra point or not, but it looks like Ankeny has scored. That is for sure. So it is 10-6. Johnston up on Ankeny right now. Um, not sure about the extra point. And it looks like Ankeny has now picked off the ball as well. 
Yeah, you wonder how that's all going to play out as uh, Johnson's had the lead most of that game. Three receivers left, handoff to Moore. Uh, shifts and dies, penalty flags down, and uh, so does Moore. He's down inside the 20-yard line. Nice run of about seven, maybe eight yards. They put him down to 19, but penalty flags may bring this back. Holding on, on Dowling Catholic, so that will bring it back 10 yards. That wipes out the Moore carry. And they uh, don't know Mike there. No, no. They may have shut that off. Yeah, they may have. So now it makes a, a second and a bunch here for the Maroons. And they put the ball back to the uh, That's a long ways back. northwest 38-yard uh, line, it looks like. Lost. <laughs> 11 yards. Yeah, so it's second and 23 now. Moon's going with the five-receiver set with uh, Dante Cataldo, the young junior. No backs in the backfield. Cataldo looks right, throws right. The ball is oh. caught. Nice catch on the far sideline. And with the football running down the far sideline, did he get in? Touchdown, Dowling. He did get in. What a run that time after the catch by the Dowling receiver, and that's Matthew Kerner on the reception. How about that? Yeah. He, so there were two, yeah, there were two defenders, and they both kind of went for the ball, but the ball shot over him. Cataldo got it just over their hands. Matt Kerner gets it and darts down the sideline for the touchdown. Yeah, for Cataldo, that's his second touchdown catch or pass of the year, and for Kerner, his first reception, and the extra point is up. And it is good. Nice job that time by Marty Blount in for the extra point. And Dowling now has a running clock going. 41 nothing Maroons. 10-21 left to go fourth quarter. Back in one minute here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Jimmy, do you take Judy to be your wife? Uh, to have and to hold? Uh-huh. For rich or poor? Okay. Are you listening, Jimmy? Jimmy! Till death do you part? Sure. Right after I finish putting up this wall between us. There. Jimmy, you're not dead yet. When you use artificial contraception, it's like putting a wall between you and your spouse. Couples who instead regulate fertility naturally experience happier marriages and are less likely to divorce. Tear down the wall. A message from Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is Father Mark Neal from the Diocese of Des Moines. Thank you for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. And we're back here at Williams Stadium as Dowling kicking off into the wind against uh, Tewaukee Northwest, fielded at the 15-yard line and here on the return. Return near side, crossing the 30, and finally run out of bounds is the return man for Walking Northwest. That's Brady Grisham, and the Wolves will have it there. And uh, we'll go down to John Chida. What a nice drive by the Dowling uh, second unit, Johnny. Uh, they went seven plays, 36 yards, capped off by uh, Dante Cataldo's 38-yard touchdown pass to Matt Kerner and Matt's first reception touchdown reception of the year. Yeah, and, and Mark, like you, like you mentioned, it was second and 23 because of the holding penalty. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Cataldo with the rifle, and he threw that high and outside where Kerner is the only guy to, to, to make that re- be able to make that reception because you had two defenders coming down strong, and if that ball is thrown inside, it's going the other way. But Dante threw a nice bullet pass, and then Matt Kerner, what a great catch and, and, and run after that. 
Yeah, it certainly is. And uh, now uh, injured Maroon, who uh, gets up slowly. That's Jake Anderson on special teams. And uh, he walks off under his own power. But uh, you can tell he was shaken up. And that's something you don't want to see, especially when a game has kind of gotten out of hand. And Maroon's with a 41 nothing lead. Handoff goes to Grissom. From the Northwest 33-yard line, he gets up to about the 35, maybe the 36 for a gain of three here, Matt. Yeah, and Dowling has now rotated pretty much everybody out defensively, and the second group, the second set of guys is in as they work here to stop Waukee. All right, the Wolves with it, second down and seven from their own 36, and, and, and Johnson, rather, Sam, passed lateral pass on the left side, caught, but stood up and dropped right at the point of attack, right at the 39-yard line for a gain of three is the receiver. Good stop out there, and I believe as it's crossed the field there, Justice Williams still on the field for the Bruins as he came up and helped on that stop, I believe. And it might have been also... Oh, wait till after this play. Third and four. Now Johnson on play action fires it out, and it's caught, and that's Jackson Adams. He's got the first down, crosses midfield, and finally brought down at the Dowling 45. And a uh, nice tackle that time by the Maroons. Gage Brinker on the stop. Yeah, and Isaac Dulo um, on the stop for the Maroons as uh, they came out there and got the, got the hit. So the Wolves in Dowling territory at the 45-yard line. I'm going to take Dylan Manning off. I don't know if. Yeah, I think it's precautionary because Dylan he... was the, the one on that hit there, and uh, he kind of got uh, shooken up, shaken up a little bit. I'm making sure he's all right. So first and 10 now for the Wolves in the Dowling 45. And on play action, Johnson back to throw, airs it out, fires left side, got a man open, but it's incomplete as he had a one-on-one coverage. It was Jackson Adams, a senior wide receiver, as he was overthrown. Kenny James, down. Kenny James in coverage there, and I believe it was Kenny James that was up on that one, the quick pass on the outside. They came up and make the hit right away. Uh, that young man has done very well when he's been in the games this year. Tonight's game on Iowa Catholic Radio, brought to you in part by Skeffington's Formal Work, Catholic Tuition, and the Mercy One. Mark Hamadale, Matt Mandering, John Chide on a cold, damp night here for the playoffs. And Grisham breaking tackles. He finally gets the fir- or near first down right at the shy of the 35. They're going to call it the 36. And going to bring up third and short. Third and real short as they uh, spot him down just short of that uh, of the marker. So it's third and less than a yard for the Wolves. Gain of nine that time by Grissom. Actually nine and a half. Now the Wolves looking to their sideline to uh, get their secondary or second set of uh, called plays. Three receivers left, tied in on the right. Grissom in the backfield. Johnson, the handoff to uh, Grissom, and he runs left. Got the first down. Didn't need much, and got down to about the 33-yard line for a gain of three. He shook off a big hit there by Jimmy Wanick as Jimmy Wanick come up and and uh, tried to get him to get the stop there for the first down, but he was able to bounce forward and uh, get that as Jimmy Wanick is now, I think, basically running the defense, probably calling the plays out there defensively as he's in the middle. All right, Cooper Chifus, receiver on the right side, back to throw is Johnson on play action, looks for Chifus, and he overthrows everybody incomplete uh, on coverage for Dowling was a couple defenders in the end zone. Isaac Dolo there on defense and uh, had had good coverage back there for the Maroons along with Nick Frerichs. 
And, uh, again, Sam Johnson taking a shot down the field, trying to get on the board for the Wolves. Second and ten, Wolves from the Dowling 33. Bruins trying to go back-to-back shutouts in the playoffs, back to throw Johnson. He fires it out, and it's caught Chiefus with the catch. Cooper trying to get outside the numbers. He does, and it makes no difference. The clock will continue to run after the first down. Kenny James, I believe, up. Kenny James on the stop, and he's a little bit dinged, and so he's going to stay down. They're going to stop the clock here and get some attention over to him. All right, gives us a moment to go down to John Chidel. Johnny, we've got to uh, uh, talk about postgame with a few of the uh, uh, interviews tonight. What's uh, Who comes to mind for you? Well, the way uh, Dowling was able to run the ball and control the line of scrimmage, it's got to be the offensive lineman and, a, a, you know, either Rashad or uh, in CJ, you know, um, that's my opinion. Uh, defensively, uh, everybody played pretty well on defense tonight, too. Yeah, they kind of shut things down, and probably that front three as front, much front as they three, yeah. I, mean, we, I don't know if we've had Hanton on, but if C.J. Phillip, I don't know when's the last time we talked to him, but he had a really good night running the football sure did. as well. Right, we'll kind of play that by ear, keep that in mind. Here's a snap. Johnson back to throw on first and 10 from the 22-yard line, and he fires it incomplete. I want to mention, Matt, uh, open house this Sunday at Dowling Catholic. It'll be from uh, 11 to 2 this Sunday, November 6th, at Dowling Catholic High School. And families and students of all ages are encouraged to attend. Yeah, if you're ever, you know, if you don't have a student at Dowling right now and you're thinking about uh, sending your kid to Dowling High School, get out there Sunday and, and see what we, what we have to offer in the building. And it will give you a snapshot, definitely, and a little taste of what it's like to be a Maroon. Second and 10, Johnson now under duress. He's going to keep the football, running with it inside the 20, inside the 15, and running out of bounds just shy of the 10-yard line is a quarterback, Sam Johnson of Milwaukee Northwest. He just escaped the sack back there and, and uh, was able to take off toward the uh, Northwest sideline and, and get the first down. You know, the thing with the open house is all of our teachers will be there and administratively everyone's around, just and all the coaches, activities. Anybody that you want to talk to or anything you have an interest in, they'll be there on Sunday. Hand off to Grisham. He stood up the five, dives towards the end zone. He gets down to the one-yard line. And, boy, that that looked like he was shot out of a cannon. And Grisham nearly got the touchdown from the 11-yard line down at the one, and he's near a first down. He got it. First yeah, and goal. he did. First and goal northwest on the run by Grisham right over center. Right over center. Again, that's where they found their, their strength last week. And, Four, under four and a half minutes remaining, and the handoff to Grisham. Touchdown, Waukee Northwest. They get on the board. They avoid the shutoff. Touchdown, Wolves, with 4.35 remaining here in the fourth quarter. Dowling up 41-6, to six, pending the extra point. Grisham on a one-yard run. Strong run by Grisham, and, uh, you know, for, for him, a, a good way to end the senior year. You always want to get in that end zone at the end. You remember the last game. Yeah, that's right, your final game. Yes. All right, Wyatt Christian, the back, Christensen, the backup quarterback, in the hold, and the PAT attempted by Jack Gearhart. He's 22 of 25. Ball down, kick is up, and it is good. So it is 41-7, Dowling with four and a half minutes remaining. Here in the fourth quarter, back to Williams Stadium on Des Moines' east side after this timeout here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. 
Iowa Catholic Radio business underwriters provide people with the opportunity to hear the Word of God and grow in their faith each and every day. Our business supporters have helped expand our network, connecting more listeners to Christ. Would your business or organization like to share in this mission? If you own or manage a business, we would like to talk to you about how you can make a positive impact in the state of Iowa and beyond. To learn more about becoming an Iowa Catholic Radio underwriter, contact Deacon Mark, 515-223-1150, or visit iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Did you know when you support Iowa Catholic Radio, you can make your donation go farther by asking your employer about matching gifts. Ask your employer about matching gifts, and thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. And we're back here at Duke Williams Stadium as Dowling leading 41-7 to following the Wolves' 12-play, 67-yard drive capped off by Brady Grissom, the uh, running back for Waukee Northwest. One-yard run for the touchdown. Extra point is good. And now Dowling will take over uh, at their own 20-yard line as the kickoff went into the end zone. Matt, you got some updated got scores. Some updates. Valley has now gone ahead of Cedar Falls 27-10. to uh, the Johnston-Ankeny game is going to get exciting. It's uh, Johnston 16, Ankeny 13. I'm assuming that's probably into the fourth quarter. And uh, Southeast Polk, I have not seen an update on that, but still the shutout, the shutout, I believe, down in um, in Ankeny tonight. Johnston. All right, Southeast Polk over in Altoona. Yeah, Johnston went overtime last week. As we were packing up and leaving the stadium, they were going to overtime, and uh, Johnston scored and uh, kicked the extra point, went up seven, and – Back comes City High, and on third or fourth and goal from, like, the three, the quarterback, Larson, fumbles it at the one into the end zone, recovered by Johnston, game over. What an ending that was that for was. Johnston to get to tonight's game over at Ankeny. Yeah, they've really they've, – they're the – you know, playing as good as football as anybody coming down the stretch here, Johnston has. Dowling loses a yard, carried by Moore on that first down play, as Cataldo now hand off to Moore again. And fighting for yards, gets across the 20, gets some of those yards back up to the 22-yard line for a gain of three, and it'll bring up third and eight. Third and eight as the clock continues to run, under 340 left in the game, dialing up 41-7. to seven. Um, and, and, you know, it's this team, this Dowling team, has looked very, very good coming down the stretch. And since it just, you've seen the improvement all year long, and, the balance, you know, we talk about the defense because we were talking off the air about who we're going to talk to on the defense, who's done well, but it's so spread out. I mean, as a unit, they play so well, and uh, they've they've been pretty impressive this last two but months of the year. They certainly have. It's third and eight Maroons on their own 22. Dante Cataldo at quarterback, high snap, and he gives it to uh, Jack Moore, and he's uh, gobbled up and stood up. Now we got the rugby scrum, and they're pushing him up to the 25. <laughs> go. And up to the 27-yard line goes the rugby scrum, and they'll spot him down there. Clock will run. It'll be fourth and three for the Maroons. You see so much more of that today than you have, you know, even <laughs> five years ago where they get everybody stood up, and they just keep pushing the pile, and the pile moves, and away we go. All right, Johnny, we uh, we left it open-ended for you. We're still trying to figure out who your microphone's going to go in front of tonight. Well, there's so many options. Uh, I'm always a, a fan of that defensive line, Hagen and uh, Rumley and uh, Heikis. So uh, uh, those guys just take so much uh, punishment up front to let the linebackers run free, and they get a lot of double teams, and they just 
have really come in their own. Renzel uh, punt it away. Yeah, you're right, Johnny. As a nice kick that time by Dowling Catholic, and I believe that's Vidane in there, and that's Joe Vidane on the punt, his best punt of the year. Kicks it all the way down to the 42 of Northwest, and that's where the Wolves will take it, take over first and 10 with 2.09 left to go in the fourth quarter. Dowling leading 41-7, to and Johnny, I think you're right. Tommy Keipel might be a guy to get in there. He's a senior, and he is in that rotation with Peyton Johnson, Tony Fatino, Keipel. They relieve Hykus, Rumley, and Hagen on that, that front three. Um, Dylan Manning as well. Dylan Manning gets in there quite a bit. He got a sack tonight, I believe, or at least. Mm -hmm. We were also talking yeah. about uh, Noah Seamer. He was hurt yep. most of the year. So a couple of names to throw out there, Johnny, as the ball is deflected on the pass by uh, Sam Johnson for Northwest incomplete. Couldn't tell. I think that was um, either Gabe Reinhardt on the – yeah, deflected that football right there and, and uh, made it bounced before it got to the receiver, so incomplete pass. Are you sure it was Gabe? I'm pretty sure. Because his dad's doing the end yeah. zone camera. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. It, I, well, we think he is, right, Johnny? I don't, I don't know what's going on down <laughs> that end zone. I never do, I never do see that film. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great view, though, to have it that is. end zone. Uh, you can see everything in, yeah. being behind the play, too. Yeah, it's his dad uh, is in the north end zone under the tent. Under the tent. You know, the poor walkie guys in the south end zone running the camera. They don't have a tent. Well, you we think, we you take care of our people. You think Mr. Line Reinhardt would, you know, kind of help out a little bit. Here's a pass by Johnson. Caught at uh, 45, down to the 40-yard line of Dowling. Nice move after the catch by uh, by the uh, Jackson Adams, rather, for uh, Northwest. On the previous play, I just want to give it, Ben Thomas was the one on the stop. For the Maroons, and then this time it was um, Isaac Dolo again. And Waukee loads up. Back to throw Johnson, and the ball's in, almost intercepted by Dowling <laughs> into the head zone. Running hand over heels as Isaac Dolo almost came up with a pick. Yeah, it's he good did. to see him back in there after that. He was shaking yeah, up a little earlier. Makes a nice stab at that and almost, almost got it off the end of his fingers. So to bring up second and 10, Northwest at the Dowling 40. Final minute and 21 left to go in the fourth quarter. Dowling going back to the Dome. They didn't get a go there last year. And uh, looking forward to uh, heading back there this year. And that will be either a 4 o'clock or 7 o'clock kickoff. Next Friday night we'll have the game on Iowa Catholic Radio. Dowling against whoever is left. Right now it looks like Dowling Valley rematch because Valley is the uh, lower-seeded team of all the teams left, and they're winning on the road at last report. Yeah, they it look, really does look like um, that Valley will win that game. There's a decent amount of time. The game at Johnson and Ankeny, they, they got a whole quarter left there. They just went into the fourth quarter. So that one's going to go down to the wire. Right, catch out there by Northwest of seven yards. They'll bring up second and three. Grissom gets the handoff, and he bowls his way for a first down and inside the 30 down to the Dowling 29 with 45 seconds remaining in the game. Uh, again, Valley being the 14th seed, they will – play Dowling if the score holds down there against Cedar Falls next week Friday and then it's just figuring out who Southeast Polk is going to play. All right, Johnson back to throw, looking towards the end zone, fires it out, and the receiver goes down, and the penalty flag is not out, incomplete with 30 seconds remaining. 30 seconds remaining, the feet got tangled up there with the defender and the um, offensive player as they both went down uh, before the football got there. 
it's one of those plays, if it would have happened in the first quarter, there would have been a lot more hollering going uh, on. There right would now. have been. Yes. There, there would have been. I, I would agree with that, Matt. All right. It's uh, second and 10, Waukee Northwest from the Dowling 29. Trying to keep the windows clear in here. That's always been an issue with the uh, moisture and uh, the temperature. 35 nothing Southeast Polk with the lead. I think you mentioned that earlier. And now here's Johnson on play action. Fires out. Go Passes intercepted at the 20-yard line. He's got a lot of room and to he's run. He's got some room at the 40. Still on his feet. 20. Going to cut back. And oh, nice he, run, return gonna, that time oh. by Nick Frerichs. Finally dropped at the 25-yard line. Make it. Yeah. Ferks with the interception, and he went uh, 40, 50 yards on the return, and at 14 seconds left, and Dowling will take over. Third they interception were. tonight. Yeah, Nick Ferricks caught that ball. Johnson had to get rid of it, and I couldn't tell if he got hit, but he had to kind of throw it up in the air, and Ferricks camped under it and uh, makes the interception and has a nice run back, and Dowling will take a knee, I'm and, assuming. And, Johnny, that was all set up by pressure on – Johnson, uh, the uh, walkie quarterback, Sam Johnson, had a lot of pressure there, and he had to unload it. Or maybe not. Johnny, you there? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I was looking was, to see if it was still raining to take my umbrella down or not. Oh. Yeah, that was tremendous pressure. Bad snap by the Maroons. It's covered up by Cataldo. And if they and weren't taking a knee, now they are. <laughs> yeah, well, he, and that'll do it. The that'll Maroons will let it. the uh, clock run out. But uh, nice pressure that time. Set up Frerich's interception. Third turnover that was forced tonight by the Dowling defense. So hats off to them and the Maroons win it and they take the field. They'll go over and shake hands with uh, the Northwest coaching staff. Dowling 41 and Northwest Wolves 7 the final. The Maroons move on to the Unidome and what will be apparent Dowling Valley rematch question 4 o'clock or 7 o'clock next Friday night in Unidome but uh, we'll be there and looking forward to the trip. I wonder if I, they gave away my parking space. I used to have a, a, a <laughs> parking space for all those years we went in a row, and now got to start a new streak. Got to start a new streak. That's all right. <laughs> we'll do that. Congratulations to head coach Tom Wilson and the Dowling Maroons. This is the Maroons' 45th state uh, postseason appearance, and for Coach Wilson, his 23rd appearance in the postseason as a head coach, and the Maroons will advance with the win tonight, 41-7 to over at Waukee Northwest. We'll take a break and come back. We'll have game statistics coming up with uh, Coach Seifert. He'll bring those over, and we'll go on the field with uh, interviews with John Scheidel following tonight's uh, game with Dowling players and head coach Tom Wilson. Again, the final, Dowling 41, Waukee Northwest 7, back to Williams Stadium in Des Moines after these messages here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. Whether it's in the classroom or at home, Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is Doreen Zanona from All Saints in Des Moines. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. And we're back here at... 
Duke Williams Stadium in Des Moines East Side. We want to thank Grandview University and Des Moines East for being very hospitable to us in the two playoff games here. Without them, we could uh, not uh, do it. Our thanks to uh, Lowell Long, one of the assistant athletic directors who's been doing yeoman's work uh, with last week's uh, uh, situation with the uh, play clock and all that. So our thanks to him and all the staff here at Des Moines East and, of course, the folks at Grandview University. Best of luck to them. They're on the road tomorrow down in Missouri as uh, they take off. Coach uh, Jepson is part of the Dowling, president of Dowling Catholic Football League, but he's also the quarterback's coach for the number two ranked Grandview University Vikings who will be on the road tomorrow down in uh, Missouri as they uh, keep their schedule going. And tonight, Dowling with a winner, a winner 41-7 to over Waukee Northwest. And uh, congratulations to head coach uh, Tom Wilson as a ceremony being performed on the field right now, recognition for the Northwest team. And then uh, Dowling now being announced as the semifinalists. They'll move on to the Union Dome in Cedar Falls. Let's take a look at our game stats. I want to thank uh, Jared Seifert, one of the Dowling sophomore football coaches, keeps the numbers for the Maroons. Dowling with 301 yards of total offense. They had 200 at halftime, 300, finished with 301 in the game. Walking Northwest with 135 yards of total offense. Dowling had 115 yards passing, 186 yards on the ground. Northwest with 81 yards rushing and 54 yards in the air. Maroons were penalized twice for 20 yards. Northwest penalized once for five yards. First downs, Dowling with 20, Northwest with 10. Jackson Smolik, 8 out of 11 passing, 73 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Dante Cataldo, 2 for 2 passing, 42 yards and a touchdown. Sam Johnson, the Northwest quarterback, 6 out of 21 passing, 54 yards and three interceptions. Leading ball carrier tonight for Dowling Catholic was C.J. Phillip, 23 carries, 110 yards, and a touchdown. Rashad Davis, 13 carries, 55 yards, and a touchdown. Quarterback Jackson Smolik, 6 carries, 25 yards, and a pair of touchdowns. Jack Moore, 6 carries, 6 yards. For Northwest, Brady Grisham, 16 carries, 57 yards, and a touchdown. And Sam Johnson, 9 carries, 24 yards. Cooper Nicholson was the leading receiver for Dowling, 3 catches for 52 yards. Matt Kerner, one catch for 38 yards and a touchdown. Bo Gamble, three catches for 13 yards. And Hank Brown, three catches for 12 yards. For Waukee Northwest, Jackson Adams, five catches for 50 yards. And Grant Carter, one catch for four yards. Leading tacklers tonight, Jimmy Wanick. You called his name a few times tonight, Matt. He had four tackles and six assists. Dylan Manning, Dowling linebacker, three and a half tackles with three assists. Matt Hanton, three tackles and four assists. Brandon Pearson or Braden Pearson, rather, two-and-a-half tackles, three assists. Lucas Gigliano, two-and-a-half tackles and one assist. And uh, Justin Williams, two-and-a-half tackles with three assists. Some of the numbers tonight for Dowling is the Maroons amassed 301 yards of total offense to 135 for the Wolves of Waukee Northwest. Thanks to uh, the Dowling coaching staff for providing that. And... uh, Tell you what, without that, uh, we we couldn't provide that. And Jared Secret is one. Of, Jared Secret is one of the best. And you know Johnny's getting ready. I wonder if he's going to go under the tent, uh, Matt, with the uh, post game interviews. No, they're tougher than that. I, it's, I don't see. I don't think it's raining. Oh, they're right taking now. the tent down. They're yeah, taking the tent down. Johnny, you about ready? We got to find uh, you first. I'm, I'm trying to find uh, find. Is I think they kind of all scattered on me. All right. Well, I'll let you. Got, we'll let you round them up. Updates here. So why don't you round them up, John, and we'll get to a. Uh, uh, Matt's uh, score updates with the playoff games, and uh, Matt, take it away. I think I got yeah, I got a 
give a shout to Mike Martin here on, who's helping me online. And uh, you know, I get it. Um, Ankeny fumbled. They had the ball and were driving down by three points. They fumbled it. Johnson had the ball with 6.50 left and then were driving uh, deep into Ankeny territory. So Johnston looking to um, put that game away, maybe, and then but we'll see what happens. Ankeny has a way of bouncing back. So. Yeah, they certainly do. I just got a score update. 23-13, Johnston, with 5-10 left to okay, go so in they, the game. So 23-13, yeah, Johnston, upsetting Ankeny. So you go back and you look at the uh, the numbers, and uh, that uh, that's one to note. Uh, Johnston, the sixth seed, Ankeny, the three seed, and uh, that, uh, that will be interesting. But we know it will be Dowling Valley, the Tigers winning – Against the Tigers in the Unidome as Valley upsets Cedar Falls inside the Dome. And it'll be a Dowling Valley rematch next Friday night, either at 4 or 7 p.m. Johnny, how are you doing down there? I got uh, C.J. Phillip here coming. All right. Well, you just let you give us a high sign as uh, we haven't got you locked in here, uh, Matt. But uh, we will uh, get that. We want to thank our supporters tonight, including all our folks on Iowa Catholic Radio. They include Bozen the Flores, Ashworth Vision, Construction Professionals, and Dental Associates. Our thanks also go to Skeffington's Formal Wear, the Catholic Tuition Organization, and Dental Associates. Reminder, Dowling Open House this Sunday, November 6th, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And uh, I think they're about ready. I see some pictures being taken. Johnny, take it away. Well, C.J. Phillip here, uh uh, the Dowling running back, uh, what a night uh, for, for, for you and the offensive line and uh, Rashad as well. Uh, that one-two punch has just been fantastic this year, and, and you guys really started out the game uh, controlling the line of scrimmage and, and establishing that run game early. Yeah, it was cold, and offense knew we just needed to put the pieces together to get it done. You know, uh, you guys really took advantage of uh, different uh, shifts and, and looks and, and kind of to get the numbers. Is that kind of the strategy to, uh, this week? Yeah, I mean, we take a lot of time watching film, breaking down what the other team does, and practice it, and it, it came to play. You know, in uh, tonight's conditions, uh, what a night to be able to, to run the football as well as you guys did. Yeah, powerhouse. Oh, congratulations, and uh, you're back in the Dome, guys. Uh, congratulations, and best of luck next week. Thanks. All right, uh, John Chido with uh, C.J. Phillip, who had well over 100 yards tonight rushing. We'll give Johnny a moment to uh, line up his next interview. Dowling the winner tonight. If you joined us late in the uh, 5A quarterfinal playoff game, 41-7, Dowling a winner over Waukee Northwest. Back down on that wet, damp field, and let's go to uh, John Chido. Keep Go ahead, Johnny. Uh, Nick Barracks, uh, you had two interceptions tonight. The defense played well all night long, and, and you guys established uh, uh, putting Waukee in bad uh, field position. But just talk about the, the interceptions and, and your, your, uh, your eye for that football tonight. No, uh, we knew where to be. Uh, we were ready for it. Uh, we were we were in the right spot, and I came up with it. But I got to give credit to my teammates who were blocking in front of me. And good night. Oh, it's it's just uh, we talked about uh, turnovers were going to be a key factor tonight. You not only had one, but you had two, and and that that credit the defensive line as well, putting pressure on uh, Waukee's back. Right, right. The, both the picks they were in the backfield. I mean, it is an outstanding job, and it was right place, right time, man. <laughs> well, thanks, Nick, and uh, best luck next week. Thank you. All right, Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny, with uh, Nick Frerichs, Dowling Jr. had an interception tonight along with uh, C.J. Phillip. And uh, it doesn't get any better than that, Matt, does it? No, it doesn't. Hey, lead Coach Wilson's ready to go. Well, we had a lot of microphones yeah, and uh, the, we the did. players. But Johnny's he's all by watch. himself with Coach Wilson. Take it away. 
Well, uh, Coach, uh, with the weather conditions, you guys were able to control the line of scrimmage early and really move the football. But uh, you guys playing all week, and then the kids really did a good job executing. Uh, they really did. I was really proud of our kids. I thought we came out to play, and and uh, you alter the game game plan a little bit just based on weather conditions. But uh, really, a lot of our run game was run through Jackson, whatever look we were getting. And uh, most of the time, he got us in the most favorable looks and then able to mix in the pass a little bit. Yeah, he did a nice job. Uh, we, we talked about it all game of, of, of seeing what the defense, how they were lined up and being able to make certain calls and adjustments and uh, being able to take control uh, out there as the quarterback. He did. After a while, I took it away from him just because I thought, okay, we've got an idea of, of what they're doing. But I thought he did a great job. And then, you know, we had the pass play called uh, deep in their territory and uh, it wasn't a quarterback draw. He just took off because he saw the middle open and uh, great play by him. You know, in, in Waukee, the, you know, Dowling defense, your, your defense uh, being able to get, shut down that run game, I think only had 22 yards rushing the first half, and, and your defense really put a lot of pressure uh, in the backfield all night. I thought we dominated the line of scrimmage. I thought we tackled better. Um, that was something I wasn't happy with last week, and obviously that was a, a point of emphasis this week. But, you know, we had, we had talked about really this week, I, I asked the kids, you know, how many of you truly have played in the Dome? And there were five of them. And you really don't think of that when it's Dowling Catholic. Well, these guys had to earn it. And, and uh, really proud of them that they came out and did that, and, and they were hungry for it. Well, congratulations, Coach. You're back in the Dome. Another chance uh, to move forward, and uh, what, what a great opportunity. Yep, thank you. Thank you, Coach. John Chida with head coach Tom Wilson after the Maroons win tonight over uh, Waukee Northwest in the playoffs, 41-7 to the final. And uh, for the Maroons, uh, you know, they keep up pretty good domination over the Waukee schools. Uh, Dowling came in 15-0 uh, against uh, Waukee before they split. They're 4-0 in the playoffs against Waukee. And then they're 2-0 against Northwest. They're now 3-0 against Northwest and 1-0 in the playoffs against them. And I get this from the uh, – uh, the historian, you know, uh, and uh, Ted Power. And, uh, is, that, is that a Ted Power thing? Yeah, I, I, I've, I've utilized those tools that he's yeah. got. So it's a good thing he retired, the, huh? Yeah. So, <laughs> so Dowling now 18-0 over the combined Waukee schools uh, with 15 of those uh, 18 wins over Waukee and now three wins over Waukee Northwest. So uh, that's a pretty good, uh, <laughs> that's a pretty pretty good, good record. Uh, against a, a Waukee team, like I mentioned, you know, Waukee's grown so much. But you go back uh, 10, 12 years ago, they were just a 3A school. So yes. they haven't been in 4A and now 5A uh, very long. So that's that's quite a record. And uh, appreciate Ted. And and if folks uh, want to help him out, I'm going to give you his uh, email address: tpdesign57. As T is in Todd, P is in Paul. tpdesign57 at yahoo.com. And Always looking for interviews and looking for coaches, and I think he's uh, going about the right way and looking forward to put this little journal of Dowling football together. That's, 1918. That's 1918. When it started, and uh, Ted's got a lot of research in, so trying to help him what out. What was the weather that night? I didn't ask him. He doesn't have weather conditions no. in here. I looked at this journal, and he doesn't have weather <laughs> conditions in there yet, but uh, don't need to. What a win for the Maroons. Matt, we're going to take a time out and come you back. Got- uh, we're going to talk more about the open house this Sunday at Dowling yep. and preview next week. We know it's going to be Dowling Valley. You're going to have some – most of these scores are not our final. There's a few that are still going on, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll catch up with our scores, our playoff scores. We know Dowling's in. They'll be playing in the Dome next Friday, as John mentioned with Coach Wilson. 41-7 to the final, Dowling over Waukee Northwest here at Williams Stadium in Des Moines East Side. Back after these messages here on Iowa Catholic Radio.
Honey, I'm so excited for our kitchen remodel. All right, you love birds, floors, natural hardwood. Okay. Wow, that was quick. Countertops. Definitely natural granite. Check. Woohoo! And that wall. Tear it down. It let in more natural sunlight. Done. Whoa. Speaking of tearing down walls, your family planning. Natural, right? Natural family planning is 99% effective at achieving or delaying pregnancy, and there are no harmful chemicals. So it's better for you and the environment. Tear down the wall. A message from Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Have you downloaded the Iowa Catholic Radio app? It's easy through the Apple App Store on iPhone or through Google Play on Android. Search Iowa Catholic Radio and download the app. You can listen to Iowa Catholic Radio Talk or Iowa Catholic Radio Music. Listening to Iowa Catholic Radio is easy. And we're back here at Duke Williams Stadium on Des Moines East Side. Final score, Dowling 41, Waukee Northwest 7. Mark Amadale alongside Matt Mandering, John Chido as uh, the Maroons advance to the semifinals next Friday at the Union Dome in Cedar Falls. It'll be a 4 or 7 o'clock kickoff. We'll get that from the state here either tonight or early tomorrow. We'll be up there with the broadcast. And as John mentioned uh, to Coach, it's been a while since the Maroons have been there. Five uh, players from this team were on the last Maroon team, which was two years ago when uh, Dowling last made it. And uh, they'll be making the trek. Inside the Unidome, we know Valley won tonight. Matt, you've got to look at some scores. One game still remaining, Ankeny hosting Johnston. Johnston had to lead with the last uh, maybe under three minutes left to go. Yeah, I, I don't know if the Valley game is the final yet. The last score we have is now 27-13. Uh, I think the game is still going because I haven't seen it final anywhere else. The um, um, Southeast Polk game did go final 41-0. to and then the the Johnston Ankeny game is going down to the wire here again. The last score we had twenty three thirteen Johnston. Yeah, I'm looking for a Valley update on their twenty seven thirteen three eleven left to go in the dome. Valley leading twenty seven thirteen over Cedar Falls, and they said, uh, "Yep, just right around three minutes left to go." So there you go there, and uh, what a night it was, Johnny. You getting? I'm giving John a chance to get thawed out up here in the press box. What a night it was, and uh, it's not the, the best night for high school football, but that's the last <laughs> game outdoors. Uh, welcome to the press hey, box, John. when you're playing at this time of the year, you don't care what the weather's like. Okay? Right. You just want to be playing. That's exactly right, and uh, these two teams are fortunate enough to make it this far, and uh, Dowling now a chance to go back to the Unidome, and you know what? I didn't think about that until Coach Wilson said that. Yeah. You know, because we, we as fans, alumni, uh, former players, uh, we just assume that mm-hmm. every year we're Dowling's going to be in the Dome and uh, playing football, and it's 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 been a while. You so. said five players yeah. were the last ones. They must have been sophomores because it was that two years suited ago. Suited up. Yeah. Yep. Suited up, yes. So, well, looking and forward it's, to that. And, you know, the one thing, but when we talked about it when we were on that, that run – that every senior class, it's their year, right? And so it is always fresh to the kids. It, you know, it, people inside the building and inside the staff and everywhere else, you know, they they see it and they think, well, it's just every year. But it's different kids and it's different kids' teams. And I think that's what, you know, one of the things that Coach Wilson does so well with his staff and, and everything else is make sure that they under, that the players know it's their team. 
Yeah, that's a good point. And, uh, you know, they take ownership in that and they take yep. leadership in that. And we've seen that this year with the team. And certainly tonight, you know, Giant, they, they got out uh, the first. to the modern world. Hi, this is Cy Kellett, host of Catholic Answers Live. Join me on Saturday, December 10th at the Embassy Suites downtown for Iowa Catholic Radio's Dinner in December. I'll be speaking about what we can do to help recover a modern world fit for people. Plus, enjoy a fabulous meal and fellowship with your Iowa Catholic Radio family. Register today at iowacatholicradio.com, iowacatholicradio.com, and I'll look forward to seeing you on December 10th in downtown Des Moines. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is Chris Dowd from St. Francis of Assisi in West Des Moines. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. And welcome back to Williams Stadium in Des Moines. Mark Amadale alongside Matt Maindring, John Chido. Yeah, we lost our connection. They started turning everything off. Everybody else is leaving. Why not us? And uh, here Some we of are. our best conversation of the year, too. We have some really <laughs> insightful stuff going on. and Don't know where gone. we left off. So we'll start over. That's fine. 41-7, to Dowling a winner. They advanced to the Unidome and a couple games in progress. Valley in the late stages of upsetting the home team. Cedar Falls, the fifth seed. And it looks like Johnson upset going on the road and upsetting Ankeny. Uh, Matt, let's give our listeners a review, not knowing where we left off at. Yeah, and, and so again, it, Valley late ahead, 27-13, and because of the seeding, they win, Dowling plays Valley. And then the only other thing is Johnston and Ankeny are coming down the wire. Johnston leading 23-13 with the ball, I believe, late. And then uh, Southeast Polk rolled tonight, as Val, as Dowling did. So the Rams will uh, move on, and they're the number two seed, so they'll, they'll obviously play uh, Johnston if uh, they defeat Ankeny. And, uh, of course, Dowling Valley rematch up in the Dome. That's happened before, Johnny. Remember that? Uh, not too uh, – I can 
not too long ago, I think, we had that. I know that because we all came back. We had everybody going back to West Des Moines, yeah. their respective schools. But yeah. We may see that again, a rematch with Valley. This was a rematch tonight with Waukee Northwest, so the Maroons for the second time will play a team twice. Yeah, and, and you're playing your crosstown rivalry uh the second time around and you know when it comes to dowling and valley i don't want to start talking about it too quick but um anything can happen you know Mm -hmm. you might as well just 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 uh, wipe away the records uh these two teams know each other so well they're going to get after it and uh it's always hard to beat a team the second time around and uh it's always going to be a fun one to watch yeah it will be and you know as as much as dowling dominated the line of scrimmage the last time they played you know, you got to erase your memory and just go out and, and reestablish again uh, whose line is the best. And, and, you know, that was the thing that was probably the most impressive the last time they played, how much Dowling could run the football and run it right at them. Yeah, they certainly did. And this is a walking Northwest team. Got the shutout on the road at Cedar Rapids County last week, and they came out. And they've won six or last seven games. The only loss that Northwest had was uh, at Ankeny, 31-7, to back on October 14th. They won two in a row going into tonight, and Dowling took it to them. And that first drive of the game kind of set the statement. You know, you, t- you eat up a lot of game clock. I mean, you start the game at the 12-minute mark, and uh, you, you leave three and a half minutes left to go in the first quarter, and Waukee's offense hadn't been on the field. The, the Johnston game did go final. It's on the State Association website now. Johnston 23, Ankeny 13. So wow. Johnston gets the upset. But uh, what a statement to start. Uh, you, you take John, keep Johnson, or you keep Waukee Northwest offense off the field for all but three minutes. Yeah, and not only that, uh, you eat up the clock. You convert two key fourth down situations, one in your own territory, one inside the red zone. You convert and you finish the drive, go up seven like you said, Mark. But then you come away, and and uh, Waukee uh, goes down on a knee when when the the return pers- the returner uh, goes to fill the ball. So I think they started inside their ten yard line that first drive. So that, that's a tough spot to put your put, put the ball club in, in uh, right out right out of the gates. And just you know how important again as you were just mentioning with that first down when we went for it on fourth down because if you're staying on the other sideline, you stop Dowling third and short. You're on third and short, create a fourth down situation, and mentally you're thinking, okay, now we got to punt, we got to stop in that first series. They're going to punt yeah, it, yeah, and we're going to get the ball back, and then all of a sudden they take it and get the first down, and yep, fourth and the ball one down the field, fourth and one on the uh, Dowling's own 29. They go for it, and they get like six, seven yards. C.J. Phillip gets out of bounds about the 35. They get six, seven yards on a first down, and it was all set up by some of the things we talked about in the pregame that the coaching staff saw. Uh, of you know the read and you know Jackson Smolik's back there with the signals and you go up there and he's got a couple plays in mind every play every time he takes a snap he's got two plays and he'll call one or check down and kid does a nice job with that and the yeah. Dowling offense executed tonight offensive line playing well defensive line and you talked to a couple of those guys uh, they're just awesome and Johnny you you had the bird's eye view tonight in the rain yeah it, it was neat to see the offensive line be able to c- control that line of scrimmage and when you're able to run the football like that. In these weather conditions, it, it makes light, your life so much easier offensively because you're putting yourself in third and manageable, those two, those three, fourth down and manageable one-yard situations, and you're staying ahead of the chains. And that's what you want as an offensive play caller to be able to be in those situations. And then you, you, you reverse sides with Waukee, and you know you, you plan all week, Matt, like you've been in the situations as a coach and a play caller, and you got a script, and you know this is going to be my first ten scripted out, and now we're starting inside our seven. So that changes everything. Yeah. And 
you really yeah. got to think, you know, okay, what? how do we put ourselves back on track? And, again, special teams, and Dowling has, has – you look at – when you get to this point in the season, the, the, the talent on both sides gets pretty close, and, and it all comes down to a few things. And then a lot of times your execution on special teams really determines – where you're going to be, and and for for walking Northwest night, it made a big difference. It, it made a huge difference, and you, you know having that weapon as special teams, that that's you're creating. That's another turnover is yeah. being able to put teams in, in in bad situations. Three interceptions by the defense, and then Vinny Bertinoli's block punt yep. that set up the uh, yeah, third touchdown. Right. And Jackson Smolik ran it in from for a yard. That block punt, he landed on it at the walking Northwest yeah. ten, and uh, you know another you know. Turnover. Now it's four turnovers tonight by the Dowling special teams and defense, and that's what you got to have going in. And some big uh, field goals tonight by Andrew Schumacher. You know, you remember he was out for a while this year uh, with an injury. Came back, 36 and 39 yard field goals uh, in back to back possessions for Andrew. And uh, the Maroons uh, attacking on another touchdown late with uh, this Kerner kid. I, I can't remember a Kerner going here, but was, he, I didn't remember him playing offense. I thought he was just a Punt returner and played defense. He but, could have played uh, anywhere. Yeah, yeah, he could have. Yeah. But his little brother, Matt Kerner, 38-yard touchdown pass for Dante Cataldo. And that was a tremendous play, I'll tell you. It was. Down the far sideline. I, I go back, not to take anything away from that play, but I just want to go back to Jackson Smolik for a second, even though he might have had a visitor here watching him. Tonight. <laughs> yeah, they, I thought you were going to get an interview. You told me I couldn't. <laughs> you, you said no. But Jackson Smolik, <laughs> the play of the game for outside of his play calling was that when he scrambled out and looked like he was going to yeah. run, finds uh, um, Cooper down the sideline. What a great play! He double clutched it too. Yeah, with, yeah. with, with the wet ball and, and, and the weather conditions. Yeah, it was it was an outstanding play, and it's one of those things that's the it's a separator. All right, and then and then you have the the the, the quarterback that throws the one touchdown pass is is. The Cataldo. number two quarterback, <laughs> and not only that, he threw the ball high and outside. And Matt, I think Matt mentioned it. There was two defenders was that it deflected. No, no okay. that were were just humming down mm-hmm. to, to take that ball the other way. Yeah, they were. Well, everything worked out for the Maroons tonight. Now they get to do it inside where it's dry. Yeah, it's a two-hour trip, but uh, dialing back to the Union Dome, and we'll be there with them on uh, Friday. Looking forward to that. We'll find out the times. It'll be Dowling Valley, and uh, we'll be there next friday that'll wrap that's going to wrap things up i know we're on our final segment here we got uh, knocked off the air a little bit but uh john thanks for you it wasn't warm down there tonight it started out dry after it rained all day it stopped and then it came back right as matt well, mentioned right in the second quarter this has just been my luck for I've, yeah i've had a bad year you know you get the last <laughs> game on the sideline for the year yes, and it's true. in a monsoon and it's freezing cold so yeah that's just no more of that it's all know. indoors from here Par and, for the course for me. And, and two things school-wise, John, that was, that was good. Anyway, <laughs> two things school-wise, open house on Sunday. Yep. Make sure from 11 to 2 that you take an opportunity to get to visit Dowling. And just as an add-on, Mark, uh, there is no school next week Friday. Uh, next week Friday is a professional development day for our teachers, so the kids don't have school, so the kids are going to have plenty of time to get up there. The only people it. asking about what time we're going to get out yeah. is going to be the teachers next week Friday. Yeah. And, so. and, and Friday is Veterans Day. And Veterans Day. So it's a holiday, a national holiday. And well, you uh, guys are off. You, you'd probably be ready for a break. By oh, do you right. think? Yes. We'll be ready to celebrate yes. in Cedar Falls, <laughs> I'll tell you, just to get out of 
gets to get out of town. Yeah. So looking forward to that. This guy is it's gonna be an interesting week. Hopefully he'll it's you gonna hold together. You can be all right. I might be you might see Forrest Gump where he runs out of not only <laughs> off the field but out of the stadium and keeps going. So, Before we know. get off the air, we gotta pay homage to these guys because this is their last game because uh, the visiting chain oh, gang right, yeah. does the games in the dome. Well Dowling will be the home <clears throat> team if they're fortunate enough to play two games. Kevin Morris, Pat Reinhart, Kevin Gass, Frank Chidel, Darren Morasco. Know any of those guys? <laughs> Just you know, a few. One, thank one Frank said, for the umbrella. Well, he yeah, says, make yeah, sure you, you know, get that, his umbrella that was back. Key. Yeah. He, he grabbed it. Before, he, he before I even interviewed Coach Wilson, he already had it in his hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, Morris is kind of the, the captain of this group. And, uh, you know, I see he drafted another Reinhardt on there. One's on the camera. One's on the chain gang. That's interesting. And these guys, you know, to, to volunteer their time, especially yeah. in the weather conditions, and come out here and do this. And, and not only that, they dress for the part, too. They, they have three different sets of uniforms, uh, you know, and uh, they do a tremendous job. Well, this guy went and got a coat, this uh, Morasco guy. He went and got a coat. Did you see that? Yeah. He, he, he was displaying that today in the office, so hats off to them. Guys, you do a great Good job. Deal. We kid you a lot, but as Johnny mentioned, it's all volunteer. They do not yeah. get paid a dime, and they pay for their own uniforms, yeah. of which they have three sets of. Three sets. Three I mean, sets. Three really. sets of uniforms. And in Halloween, it was really, you know, they have this orange with, you know, like the Tennessee checkerboard. That was going around. I think that must have left with Balducci, but they used to have that. It was interesting during Halloween time. This tells you how important Dowling football is to everybody that, that you know, you got guys out there with three sets of uniforms All from the chain gang. And it, we, yeah, and, and speaking of that, we should say congratulations because I, I get my weekends right. We Cross-country was last weekend, wasn't oh, it? Yeah, okay. yeah. There's so much has transpired since then, you know, and congratulations also to Mary Beth Wiskus and the volleyball team. Great season. Tough loss on Tuesday that or Monday, Monday, Monday afternoon. Mm-hmm. That was heart wrenching to to see the girls play so well and and come up a little bit short. But Jackson Heidish sets a state record, runs under 15 minutes, unheard of, unheard of, and just an outstanding showing by the boys cross country team, winning by I don't even know the amount of points. There's a bunch, mm-hmm. and uh, they won it handily down there. And Coach Ives has done a Coach Ives done a great job and. Also, congratulations to the girls who got 10th down there. And, um, you know, just a great season for both of them. And swimming tomorrow is the quali- regional qualifiers right. for the swimming. State swim is next week. Up, so, and, in and they're in Fort Dodge tomorrow for the regional at noon. Right. And then Marshalltown for state next week, right. Saturday. Pretty good job so, by wow. the divers last night. Got yeah. it kicked off at Johnson. They had the regional diving and. Runes had three in the top six, so yeah. that's a great start. Yeah, great start. So, and then we have the open house on, uh, as you mentioned, this Sunday, Dowling Open House from 11 to 2. You can find out more information when you arrive. And uh, does that, that include those of us that are parents? Can we go just to, just to go? We, yeah, we've you been just go wander before. around. Johnny and I can yeah. wander around. Nobody yeah. wants to see us around there. I mean, <laughs> Oh, I didn't know they, if we could they, wander they, around. They hear you enough on Friday night, so. I want to go find Coach Jack. He uh, he teaches my daughter. I got a few things to ask him. It's not conferences. Oh, it's not. No, oh. it's not conferences. I guess that means no, Johnny. But I can't go. I did get this question about. <laughs> yes. It's not only for people coming in for, to be freshmen next year. You know, if you're if right. you're, if you're sixth grade, sixth, sixth grade, grade, and you yeah. want to see what yep what uh, Dowling's about. Sure. Exactly right. Because that's, a lot of people make, make that make that decision early on yeah. whether or not you know fifth and sixth grade whether what middle school they might go to because athletics start and all those other things start. And so, yes, if you are fifth, sixth grade and you're thinking about – you're starting to think about the decision about high school, you know, get out there and 
take a take a walk around the building and meet a lot of people. Yeah, Dowling Ambassadors will be there along with uh, a parent panel discussion and, of course, tuition assistance. There will be folks there and representatives there to ask, answer your questions. So yep. it's all very helpful. Again, Sunday, 11 to 2 at Dowling Catholic High School in West Des Moines. All right, we'll see you all guys. Right. We'll make arrangements for the Unidome on uh, Friday. Looking forward to that. Sounds good. I don't think I have my parking pass. I've been gone two years. I used to have a permanent parking place up there, and that, that all went when we didn't make it for two years. And I took a beating from the Eastern Iowa media because they kept texting me, and I'd be at work, and, of course, there'd be a game. So, <laughs> you know, that, 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 that works out. But we're back and looking forward to hats off to Coach Wilson. Johnny, thank you for all you do. Yep. And we'll see you, you next bet. week. Matt, we'll talk you to you next week. That'll Sounds wrap, good. That'll wrap up our broadcast from Duke Williams Stadium, legendary place here in Des Moines East Side. Thanks to everybody involved, Lowell Long and the folks at Des Moines East for uh, hosting tonight. And, of course, uh, uh, Jared Herring did a great job as the facilities guy. He was around here doing everything, getting everything set up. Our thanks to Corey Kropatich and the uh, Walking Northwest uh, Wolves. They conclude their season with a record of 6-5. and five. And uh, Dowling improves this record to 10-1, and one, and they move to the Unidome. They'll have the rematch next Friday night or afternoon against West Des Moines Valley. For Matt Mandring, John Chido, I'm Mark Amadale. Thanks for tuning in tonight for playoff football on a very cold and damp night. Final score, final time. Dowling 41, Walkie Northwest 7. Until next week, have a safe and blessed, faith-filled evening. Coverage of Dallin Catholic Sports is underwritten by Ashworth Vision Clinic, Instruction Professionals, Dental Associates, Mercy One, the Catholic Tuition Organization, Skeffington's Formaware, and Bozen the Florist. Please support the businesses that underwrite Iowa Catholic Radio. The proceeding has been a Dallin Catholic Sports presentation on Iowa Catholic Radio.